You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Agwita. This is Murps. Hello. Um, all right. We are getting some new cards. We're getting a mini set. It's all related. Uh, and... I'm convinced it's, it's that maw related. I'm convinced that they just did this to satisfy a lot of puns that they had saved up. So we have a new mini set. Uh, if you remember, we had murder at Castle Nathria, uh, like that. That was the the set previous to to this set, and it was kind of like a murder mystery thing. And now we are getting to kind of the the law and court proceedings part of this murder mystery thing so the set is called maw and disorder like law and order but maw and disorder if you you didn't get that it's like law and order they're about to hammer it into your skull yes really hardly over the course of the next 30 something cards where we're going to to review every single card is a pun (laughs) Or uh, they try to make it flavorful to kind of fit the theme. Uh, whether Except for like two. Except for And they like really two. stand out. Yeah. And it's really weird. Where you're like, what What happened? Why, why are these not in theme? It feels as though somebody just went into some legal dictionary and looked at all these terms and was like, how can we change this around to fit Hearthstone? Because uh, some of these are really like, how did you, how did you get this? We will point out the ones that I think are especially punny um, as we go. But let's just talk about the set for a second in terms of... I have seen what some people have said about the set and in terms of reactions. Outside of the power level, which there are going to be some cars that you look at it and I think initially you're like, whoa, this is crazy. Um my overall sense is that this is going to be a set that you will just find very annoying. You will be very annoyed at a lot of the things that these do. You're going to be very annoyed at the variance in the effect that some of these things do, in which cases some of them, when in certain situations, are amazing. In other situations, are just not that good. And... A lot of this variance doesn't have to really do with what you uh, you know or what you know how you can set it up. It just it is what it is. So that is, I think the biggest takeaway for me with this new set. You are just going to be very mm-hmm. frustrated with a lot of these cards, regardless of whether they're bad or good. Because frustrating uh, is independent a lot of times from how good it is or how bad it is. Yeah, um, the way they do this is just with conditions, right? Like if you put a condition that's hard to satisfy in the arena, but if you satisfy, you get a really nice big kicker, um, you're taking a lot of skill away and you're creating a lot of big swing effects. And because it's a combo card, the card is not good. Like, I don't think we're like going, I mean, maybe we've spoiled the whole card review, but the cards are not good. I'm going to go a step further than Murphs. Murphs is like, oh, you know, you will be annoyed at this, whether the cards are good or not, because you'll see them and they'll be really annoying. I'll go one step further. Give it a week. You won't see these cards anymore. 
These cards are so bad, especially if the rotation is a standard rotation or anywhere close to a standard rotation rather than the current rotation where there's only one standard set and it's murder. Like, if they're going to bring the other standard sets back, and I think they will because they normally do one standard-ish rotation and then one more wild rotation, and we just did a more wild rotation. So if they bring the standard set back, these cards are going to get week one play because people want to play with them, and then you're not going to see them because they are bad. They are below average cards in every deck for every meta, except for very heavily synergized decks. So they're going to disappear for the most part. And you're going to just kind of be back in like a murdery kind of meta with a different supporting set. So the rotation is going to be much more important than these cards. And with that being said, we don't know what the rotation is. The rotation is going to be revealed tomorrow. We are recording this on Sunday night. The reveal will be probably uh, tomorrow afternoon, on Monday afternoon. So at that point, you'll find out what the meta actually is. But we do have all the cards. The last of the cards were revealed a couple hours ago. And this is when we record the Lightforge podcast. So I figure we'd go over the cards anyway. Um, even if even if it's not, uh, even if we don't have the rotation to kind of get more in-depth about like how these cards will, will perform. This is just kind of the general value of these cards. Okay, uh, should we get started? Yeah, um, let's let's get started. Um, by the way, if I'm like yelling a little bit, it's because I'm using weird headphones because mine broke and the new ones aren't coming back until tomorrow. Weird. Uh, so yeah, so I'm like kind of trying to keep these loose because they have that weird, you know, like like they they plug my ears. I don't like that. Okay, um, so first things first. We will go with the neutrals. Neutrals in this set. The first one is Soul Seeker. This is a common. And uh, you remember, uh, normally the common cards show off like a skill or like something, like a mechanic that a set is focused on. Well, this is a mini set, and this mini set has no real mechanic. Uh, so this is Soul Seeker. Or I don't know, maybe this is very reflective of the frustrating and randomness that is going to come in this set. Um yeah, so Soul Seeker is a 5-mana 3-3 three, three common. Battlecry, swap this with a random minion from your opponent's deck. So, uh, <laughs> we gave this an F. Um, this is just, it, it's, it's a card that you don't want this variance. Remember, if you're a good player, you don't want this variance. Um, you also remember don't get any battle cries if you are just swapping this mm-hmm. uh with a random minion and right now it's just kind of like it is the 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 if you're a good minion that means you have a battle cry right sometimes a death rattle but you have like a good battle cry you have some sort of like a ability that you want to take advantage of as well and you can't plan for that so on average are you going to pull something good no and if you pull something bad you probably just lost so uh there's no way to guarantee anything right so i it it, to me it's a pretty easy f here and if you want to pick it and and try to do stuff with it that's fine and you you can high roll like once or twice but if you're if you want to rely on this card it's an easy way to just just lose a ton of games the, the median size of the card in your opponent's deck that's going to come out is something like it's less than a 4-4. Yeah. 
like this is this is not good. This is meant to like counter a specific deck you constructed or something. But it's a common card, so you're gonna see it a lot, and it's gonna dilute the pool. Alright. Next up, Afterlife Attendant. Okay. Afterlife Attendant is a three mana, three four rare. Your infuse cards also infuse while in your deck. Uh we gave this one a C. It's fine. Um as in like okay, so first of all, let's let's don't get crazy thinking like holy crap, like this this effect is so good, I'm gonna get so much value as soon as um uh like the the attendant hits my hand or the sire hits my hand. Um, it's going to be such good value. Let's remember that, like, this thing has to be on the board, right? Like, mm-hmm. if it dies, it doesn't happen anymore. So I don't know how much infuse you're really getting with it. It's not like it happens for the whole game. You are also not getting that much infuse, like, that you're going to be drawing on average. So it's it's fine. It's just to see. Yeah, remember, it's in your deck. Uh, the the only things that this affects is in your deck. If it's in your hand, it's already getting infused. And also remember that the offering bonus is going away for murder cards. So in the next set, you should expect um, something like 75 or 66% of the amount of infused cards as you currently pick. And then also remember that the next set's probably going to be standard or at least more powerful than the previous uh, rotation. Um so you're probably going to get like half the amount of infused cards that you got in the last set. So keep keep that in mind. Um, so yeah, this card is a C. And if you guys don't remember the scale or don't know the scale, it's your first time watching one of our card reviews. Generally speaking, Yeti is on the line between a D plus and a C. Um, C is like our better than a Yeti category and D is our worse than a Yeti category. Uh, B is around where the average card in your deck is. Um, starting at A, it starts being oppressive in, uh, in neutral. That's, that's kind of the line of A, and pretty much almost every single card we rated in A has been nerfed one way or the other, um, or above. That, that is neutral. So it's a pretty reliable gauge of just, it's just too powerful. Like, and when I say nerfed, I don't mean like literally nerfed in the card, right? Maybe their offering rates are nerfed. Maybe they've been removed from the arena. But these are just bad in arena um, uh, and uh, for for non-legendaries at least. Uh, And then we have an S tier for the super, super duper amazing cards. This is where you get like your caverns. This is where you get your uh, Yaceras, your whatever and uh now now we've gotten to like s plus plus or whatever um because of colossals and and other things so uh that's that's kind of the scale and so c is totally okay right this is a better card than a yeti but but not by much just we just want to caution you that this ability your infused cards also infuse well in your deck is not a amazing ability you have to first get a card that actually really synergizes with this for this card to be valued high Otherwise, it is what it is. Yep. Okay. I think that's enough about this card. Okay. Next up, Tight-Lipped Witness. Tight-Lipped Witness is our last neutral non-legendary card. All right. Tight-Lipped Witness is a 3-mana, 2-5 epic. Uh, Secrets can't be revealed. Okay. We have another anti-secret card now. But remember, it has to stay on the board. So if this thing ever dies, the secret 
uh, secrets can be revealed. Um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It's a C. Like, okay, you, you, you could do some stuff, right? Uh, you can, for example, if they have, and once again, we don't know what the rotation is. Um, you know, let's say uh, the mage plays the flame ward, right? And everything uh, on your board is about to die. Um, but they're also like, you know, they're at like 15 health, you drop a tight-lipped witness, and then suddenly they are just dead, right? Like, it's fantastic. But a lot of times it's just going to be a three mana, two, five. Um, it's not that applicable, but uh, there are more and more secrets in general in the arena. So it's not like it does nothing. Yeah, it, it does something. But we have, we've seen neutral cards already that like flat out have normal stats like this card. Uh, for its uh, mana cost, and they're a non-curved minion, and they, like, destroy the secret, right? Like, that's a normal thing. Or, like, they steal the secret, even, like, if you want to go crazy with some of the cards. So this this ability seems very muted for, like, an anti-secret uh, card. But um, I see people in chat saying this is worse than a Yeti. This is not worse than a Yeti. This ability is real. It does things. Not having the secret trigger for a turn or two is a thing. There are three class, four, four classes... That, that use secrets right now. That's that's forty percent of all of your matchups. This is this, this card does stuff. Um, yeah. It is not just a three mana two five. It is better than a yeti. Yeah. So remember, C does not mean vanilla minion. Uh, vanilla minion is like a D D plus. Um, you know, d- depending on on what exactly yeah. it is. So this the, is the best vanilla points. minion being yeti is on the borderline between D plus and C. Yeah. So this uh, this does something, and it's getting points for it. And when you guys use it, you, you'll see that you know it's it's got its uses. The opponents will also use it to to probably defeat you a few times. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's epic, fine. though. You won't see it that often. You won't see it that uh, like, are either for you or against you. But okay, so you've seen the non-legendary cards that are neutral that this mini set offers. They're like so freaking boring. Like, what does Soul Seeker do? Nothing. What does Afterlife Attendant do? In Arena, like, slightly speed up the rest of your deck, maybe, that synergizes with one particular synergy that you're not going to draw for, like, many turns. And then this guy, like, is a half-secret counter. <laughs> like, these are just... This is kind of how the rest of the set's going to go, too. They're just uninspiring, blah cards. And to the extent that you have to think a lot about them, it's not in a skillful way for the arena. It's more like in a, oh, did I happen to meet this condition? Or did I draft a super synergistic deck for a particular synergy? If not, then like it's like a whatever card. If yes, then like maybe it's amazing, right? Like Yeah. Alright. Um, I guess we shouldn't uh keep it uh going. You know what? Let, let's do let's do the jailer before the big one. Let's okay. switch up the order a little bit. Let, the jailer. Yeah, uh, you introduced the jailer. I'll introduce the jailer. You do the next one. We're saving. We're saving the best for last. The jailer is the first legendary neutral that we see in this set. It's a ten mana ten ten battle cry. Destroy your deck. Your deck, not your opponent's deck. Your deck. For the rest of the game, your minions are immune. Now, first things first. You're going to start taking fatigue damage. Next turn, one, then two, then three, then four. So you're going to be dying because of that. Second thing second, if you have any taunt in your hand, you will not be dying from other things. They will have one turn to get as much face damage into your face, assuming that you don't already have a taunt on the board, which you probably won't. Um, 
you will drop the taunt the next turn, and you will stop taking damage from your opponent. They will not be able to get through your taunt. You will just need to get through their taunts and hit their face at a faster pace than they can, I guess, that you can be fatigued slash them doing direct damage to your face. So, you... <laughs> Uh, immune cancels out uh, taunt, by the way. That's not... What does that mean? Okay, so, for example, we all, at the beginning of Hearthstone, might have thought, like, wow, if I stealth my taunt minions, I'm unbeatable. Right? Well, but but when taunt is stealth, it's not taunting anymore, because it's stealth. Yes, so I, I understand this is a little bit harder. Uh, but Taunt is not active if it is immune. Really? Yes. Taunt is one of those things that disappears uh, when when things Blizzard deems are not compatible like, what, with Taunt. What, what is something that has come up where, you, where this happens in the past? Uh, like, how do we know this? I don't know. I... Mm-hmm. RBO. There you go. Oh. Taunted Anixia Broodmother. I see. Okay. So it's a known mechanic already. Okay, well then this card's even worse than we rated it. Um, so we were going to rate this card a, a D because Well, no, it's I so still bad. think it's a D. Well, I don't think it's like an F. So here's the, here's the thing about it. Uh, first of all, what, you were going to put it as F? Because of because of that, no. I don't know. I haven't done the math on it since I think figured out that you they could just go face afterwards while you're taking more damage, and you've just spent turn ten playing a ten mana ten ten. Wait, wait, it, and also, yeah, I'm I'm with chat here in terms of wait. You thought if you had a taunt that it would be completely unpassable except for like destruction spells, and you thought it was a D because of that. I agreed with a D because. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, like this card's terrible. It's a ten out of ten. Well, yeah, that's why I agree to a D with you. Wait, but you thought if they had like, let's say, a smug senior to play with it or after it, and it was completely right? immune, that well, it this doesn't need to be a smug senior. It could be like it could be like an Oiltron, and it would be the same thing. But like, it's not about how much damage they get to you. You're out of cards. Y- yeah, and you're taking but damage. You also have so... a t- at least a ten ten on the board. Anyways. Yeah, a 1010 can only hit one thing at a time, though. Anyways, guys, I do agree with the D rating, although this was <laughs> this was not me with the with Adultus quote understanding of uh of of taunt and immune. Okay. Now now here. I will explain why I think it is still a D card. So remember, um this is for good players who want to go infinite um and who want to maintain a high win rate. The problem with this card, I think, is just... Okay, you know how with Deathwing, and these days, if you play a a decent amount of Arena, you understand how kind of precarious... Deathwing is not good. Yeah, like... I I mean it, uh, Deathwing is not good. It's not as bad as Yasera, but it's not a good card these days. You understand how, like, Deathwing just doesn't feel that good, right? Like, you're trying to find a spot for Deathwing. But, like, when you do this thing, which is kind of pushing all of your chips, like, onto the table, getting rid of a lot of your your, your things, um, your resources, whether it's your hand or, you know, your your, your deck or or something, um, 
and you're hoping that the opponent doesn't have an answer for it, sometimes it works. Um, but a lot of times, number one, you don't want to take that risk until it's absolutely necessary. Deathwing gives you initiative. The Jailer doesn't, right? Unless mm. you have the board. Uh, then it still doesn't give you initiative. It doesn't give you initiative, it just right? It gives just you more gives you minions more things that stay alive. Board. Yeah, um, which is not initiative. And then you have to win the game at that point. So here's the thing. Is there a sweet spot that is uh, in which you'll find that the Jailer just wins you the game? Absolutely. Um, are you taking a risk? Absolutely. And is that sweet spot big enough uh, in which you are happy to draft this, just a 10-mana card, first of all, in which 10-mana cards have to do a lot, um, and then you are uh, happy to play it in a good number of spots? Um, No, not for me. And and when am I kind of like happiest to play it? Okay, let's go through these scenarios, right? How is this a D? This card is unplayable. No, I don't think it's unplayable. I agree that's a D. Like, you okay. play it, your opponent goes face, you. you lose, even if you have taunt cards, because your jailer has to keep removing your opponent's stuff. So, for those of you guys out there who are still thinking that it is um, decent, uh, effectively, do you use this when you are up big? No, right. Like No. No, you can't, no. because then you are saying... Uh, I was going to have a very high chance of winning. If they cleared, I just re, you know, reconstruct yeah. the board. Um, and now I am definitely going... It's like I was winning, and then I'm just like, okay, like, double or nothing, right? Uh, yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, they can't clear your board anymore after you play this card. Well, no. <laughs> so there is that. Well, no, d- d- like, d- destruction effects are still in play. No. You're immune. You, you, you can assassinate something that's immune? Like, Twisting Nether goes through immunities. Oh, really? Wait, so you thought this was like F minus minus minus? I, this is a terrible card. I'm telling you, this is a totally unplayable card. Okay. It's a 10-mana card with no initiative that gives you maybe some bodies on the board over the next few turns while costing you any kind of card draw, including your natural card draw, every single turn. Yeah. And making you take face damage every single turn that progressively ends the game. This is horrible. You can't play it when you're up. You can't play it when you're down. You can't play it when you're in the middle. Okay, and guys, you have to get to turn 10 to guys, even play it. Let, let, a wisp let me is better. tell you guys. We both reached the conclusion of D, but Adulta's understanding of this card was just wait. We're not we're not in the same zip code. We're not in the same state. He is on a different galaxy right now in terms of his understanding of how this works, uh, and yet we reached the same score. I will let you guys know. I think it is a D, okay, and I understand what immune means and the implications of it. Okay, this is this is like easily enough. This is easily an F. How do you play a 10-mana card with no initiative that you can't play while you're up and you can't play while you're down? And you can't play before pet turn 10? How? How is that not an F-tier card? Because you can play it sometimes when you're ahead and sometimes when you're down. It doesn't help yeah, but- when you are up big it doesn't help so, okay when so you're you can't down play it big. in half your games because it doesn't get to turn 10 in a meaningful way you can't play it if you're up when you get to turn 10 which is in at least the other half of your games if not 75 percent of your games if you're a good player so you have just eliminated 87.5 percent of games just on that you also can't play when you're really far behind so you have now eliminated like 95 percent of games which you can even play this card 
The only times I wouldn't play it when I'm ahead is if I'm ahead huge. That's the only time when I wouldn't play when I I'm ahead. Okay. But if, if I am just ahead, I, I, I play this card. Yeah, definitely. So so on turn 10, what percent chance do you think you're playing this card? Like for any normal deck? Any normal yeah, deck? Yeah, just like you have an average deck otherwise. You have an average game. On turn 10 and... Well, I'm just saying the average turn 10 board for me. Sure. What? Yeah. No, I'm not playing this card a lot of the times. That's why it's a D for but me. Like, well, yeah, like what, what kind of percent is a D for you? It's 15%. Like I'm okay. playing this card. Fifteen percent is an F. Fifteen percent is an F. No, but it is, this is it a is card an option for me. It's an option for me. If this to... is a card that is a hole in your deck, yeah, remember it's a ten mana card. You cannot play it until turn ten. It is a dead card. People are like, oh, but you get to turn ten, you could potentially win in the chat. No, no, no. This card is making you unable to get to turn ten in a winning fashion. Your chances of getting to turn 10 with a good board is a lot lower if you have to carry a 10 mana card for any amount of turns. That's just a fact. Now, once you get to this turn 10, you now have a 15% chance of wanting to play this card. And then if you play it, you then have maybe only a 75% chance of winning. So this card will win you the game on turn 10 like 10% of the time and is just a dead card the other 90% of the time. And that's not enough. That's enough. No, because... For a good I, player, that's enough. Because I think this is a meta... Like, I would have agreed that this was a worse card in metas in which you didn't need... Well, I'm saying general. I'm not, I'm not applying this to this meta, right? Because this meta doesn't exist. This card will never be in this meta. I ever. think Hearthstone in 2022 okay. necessitates cards that can win you the game and have a oversized or, or disproportionate impact right this no but not cards that'll lose you the game more often no, not no, cards no, like no. that are 10 mana that do that no, no. no, no. look sometimes if you want to lose you have if you want to win big you have to introduce the chances no, of no, i get it sometimes if you want to lose you put this card in your deck and then you lose i, I follow I, I think that checks out this is just this is a i mean this isn't uh sometimes you have to take a risk to win the game kind of thing this is uh you can't even put it in a bad deck, right? Because in a bad deck, you're not up on turn 10, most likely. Like, it's terrible in a bad deck. So you gotta put it in a good deck, but then it makes your good deck really bad. Like, ah. Why would you reduce your chance of winning? Like, this card, I mean, obviously, right? Any card rated a D reduces your chance of winning, right? Whether it's a D or an F, it will always reduce your chance of winning. But this card reduces your chance of winning so much. For such a, for a, look, a effectively 10%, 12%, 10, 12% payoff. Look, I, I obviously do not believe that it is a good, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. good card, right? Uh, so that's where we're at, right? That's where we're at. You, uh, oh. use very different conditions to determine the grade of this card than I did. Yeah, you used the wrong inputs uh-huh uh but i i i think it is a d um oh. so would you t- would you take this or a river croc first card really you have to think about it i have to think such about easy it river croc yeah. such easy river it. croc river croc destroys this card hands down as a first pick dude if I, it's a middle pick with well, a normal uh, I mean, pick, river I mean, croc according absolutely to you, river croc also shits on ysera so you know uh, 
Um, uh, I don't know. I don't think I don't know that uh, Rivercock shits on Yasera. I think Yasera is a below average card, but average is like between C plus and B, right? Like average is not like D. So I don't know. I'd probably take Yasera over a Rivercock on turn one, maybe. I'd, I'd have to think about it, right? But but I don't think it's a slam dunk. This is a slam dunk. This card's worse than Yasera. Like a lot worse than Yasera. Wow, a card is actually worse than Yasera now. Dang. Okay. I mean, Yasera was always like almost an average card in your deck for a good player, right? Like it was a little below an average card in your deck, but it's not like that bad. Like I wouldn't give Yasera an F for a good player. Anyways, this is an interesting conversation. Oh, Through this God. conversation, I learned about your your expectations uh, of this card. Yeah, I expected immune minions to be immune. Whoa. That's it's such a terrible expectation. Immune I, I, I expected mean, immune not to magically remove taunt from minions immune for no specified doesn't reason. Doesn't mean immune all the time with your <laughs> other attributes, okay? Immune is immune most of the time with a lot of your attributes. That's what immune actually means. Uh, uh, that's just, it's a terrible keyword. This is inter- so. Yeah, uh, people in chat are now asking if the card worked like how you thought it worked. Mm-hmm. What would the score be? In my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I mean, then it would be like I don't know. I think it would have to be like an A. Because if you have no, any... Your opponent can just have taunts, and you're dead. You could just have a single taunt, and they're dead. No, you're dead. How are we dead? You take dead? fatigue damage. We don't... How much fatigue damage are we taking? What? As many fatigue damage as your opponent has taunts. How many taunts do they have? And you also have a 10-10 just smacking them. Wait, what? There's no way. Wait, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> but... No. No, this card is just totally worthless. Wait, wait, there's even there's if no way. even there's if no your way. opponent cannot attack your face, this card is worthless. How many taunts do you think they have such that they can stop whatever minions you have that are invincible according by to your definition, uh cannot get get past your measly one taunt because of the attributes that you have uh, mm-hmm. attributed to taunts and immunes. Um and Wait, what? Huh? In this world, it seems as though you have attributed... Oh, by the way, what was that prize card? You guys remember that, like, prize card like, that, okay. like, puts the board okay, with, fine. like, Talk all... about your prize cards, because I need to explain myself. Chat doesn't really understand. Okay. You want to talk about the prize card, and then I'll, I'll talk about... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, no, I was going to joke that, like, uh, there was that prize card that, like, put all Annoitrons and, like, uh, onto the board, right? Like, Annoitrons and annoy modules onto the board. And I was just mm-hmm. like, is, is this the, the board that you're envisioning? But anyways, yes. Oh, yeah, you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so so kind of like that, but, like, you can put whatever normal minis on there. So chat thinks, I don't know that this doesn't discard your hand. I know it doesn't discard your hand. It would be, like, an F if it discarded your hand, even if it worked, like, the way I did. I think it did. But it's a D, right? Okay. So this card comes out. Nothing happens. 
right? We've established this card comes out and nothing happens. Your opponent sends everything to your face. You can get 10 on their face the next turn. I assume they're not going to die. You have taken whatever they have on the board that they can get, over, get through this turn, plus one damage. You can take two damage the next turn, three damage the turn after, four damage the turn after that, all right? In the meantime, the next turn, you have to play your taunt, probably play some other stuff. You're not getting through your opponent's taunt the next turn, right? So you have dealt a total of no face damage yet. Um, the turn afterwards... You have to be in a position where you can hit your opponent's face without dying. At this point, you've taken a crap ton of damage already. It's turn 10, too. You have had this card in your hand for quite a while, probably. I think on average, uh, six turns, um, mathematically speaking. Uh, and so you are not in a good position to begin with because you've been carrying a dead card for six turns. With all of that, your opponent maybe doesn't even need a taunt. It just has to, like, not die in one turn. You just have to not have lethal. And then all your opponent, you will have to be forced to remove your opponent's stuff for a couple turns before you can then go face. Like, it, it just, it does not add up. This card does not function, regardless of whether this taunt combo where you play the Jailer and then you play a taunt and then you can't get hit after wait, the turn wait, after the Jailer. How does that not it. add up? Okay, in this, okay, I, 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 I once again... Um, in the, the universe that we operate in, I yes, it, this is a bad card, right? In this hypothetical world in which even if we start off with you not having a board, right? Which is your, okay, yeah. we can start off with, with us not having a board, although I don't... I mean, you've all played with Ysera. You know you don't have a board. This is even worse than Ysera. Right? It's about the same. In that, like, you know, you don't want to play Ysera on turn 9. How does the 10. math work out such that if we put down a taunt... We can't kill them before they kill us. No, no, no. The math works out. I just, I just went over the math. Whatever they have on the board, they will send to your face because you've done nothing for a turn. Right? You played a, a 10 out of 10, right. 10 for a turn. Right? So whatever that is, plus whatever amount you've been taking before that. And then you only a take fatigue card, damage past that. Yes, point. and then you only yes. take fatigue damage past that and any potential direct damage like fireball, you know, mage hero power, hunter hero power, whatever, right? Like, you can't assume that they have no reach whatsoever. But yeah, like very little extra additional damage. Okay. And then, so turn you play, nothing happens. Turn after, nothing happens. Turn after that, you have to remove their minions, right? Wait, why are you removing their minions? Wait, what? Because they're playing some taunts. I assume they have, like, a couple taunts. You never assume your opponent has no taunts, Okay, you you also have a 10-10 out there. Yeah, yeah, but you don't don't kill them. You can go face or whatever, and then the turn after that... Yeah, of course you are always going face, because we're assuming that you have this invincible taunt combo, right? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, but you gotta remove their taunts or whatever, right? So then the turn after that is your first turn of potentially winning. That means from when you play this card... It will take four turns for you to reasonably potentially win the game if your opponent has very few taunts, right? Unless you get lethal on turn three after you set up. And in those four turns, you would have taken six face damage. In addition to whatever your opponent throws your face the turn before, in addition to any kind of reach your opponent has. And... You are starting with lower health than average. You can't just assume, I have an average deck, and on turn 10, I magically have this card in my hand. No, you have a card with a 10-mana card in your deck. That is not the same deck as a normal deck. 
Like, we went over what's so bad about, like, Stoneborn General and why it, like, does whatever. And that thing has initiative. Wait, it's you, one of the reasons you, why it's so bad is because it's 10 mana. It's, like, just hurting your entire, like, deck and hand by, like, existing and not being able wait, to... Wait, no, are, are we assuming that, like, we still have a hand and are playing minions behind this? Yeah. You're playing minions behind this. You play your taunt right afterwards, right? And, like, one or two other minions at most... And the turn after that, you'll probably have, like, maybe five mana's worth of minions to play. Like, you're not going to have, like, that many cards because you've had this Jailer the whole time that you could play. So you had to play your other cards. And if you were drawing cards in, in, in your other turns, you were really dead at this point, right? Like, look at the realistic scenarios in which you would be alive in order to play the Jailer with the Jailer in your hand for, like, six turns. Which is the average number of cards the Jailer would be okay. in your hand for. Anyways, you to have the we, we, can, we can move on. But, y yes, guys, this is us still going through the hypothetical situation of the invincible taunt that somehow got it got it to a D. Like, it's a, it's a terrible, terrible card, even with that. Without it, it's F. It's completely undraftable, unpickable, unplayable for a good player. Like, don't touch this. Alrighty. Wow, this is this is quite this is quite the discussion. I will say, I I, I can't believe you think this is a D tier card the way it's set up. Yeah, I think it's a D tier card where like they can actually get through it with something like a twisting nether or like even an assassinate. Like that's crazy that they can assassinate this card. I think win conditions, even if bad. If they have a an oversized effect uh, such that they can win you the game, I think those have a place in... Okay, chat says it 20. can't be assassinated because the immune can't be targeted. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so only Twisting Nethers. Got it. Like, and other kinds of mass No, no, uh, you can't target it. Oh, remember. okay, so also like Deadly Shots. Yes. All right. All right, fine. So there are still ways to remove it, but it's less significantly less straightforward than assassin. Immune is such a terrible keyword. Um, anyway, people in chat are like, oh, watch, I'd like to lose to this. Of course I'll lose to this. I lose to bad cards all the time. I'm saying it's not a good card for a good player. I didn't say it's not potentially a good... Like, if you suck and you need this card to win, maybe this card only wins 10% of the time. But maybe you win less than 10% of the time. Then this card is good, right? That's just how it is. When a card says, win X percent of time with no skill, lose the other times. Or like, you know, maybe not lose, right? Maybe just this card is a dead card the other times, uh, like this one is. Um, that's always good for somebody. Like, I don't know. You could suck that bad. It's not like a Ysera, right? Or I think Ysera is more around like 50%, maybe 60% win rate, like, line. Um, but, like, this card's line, we just determined, was, like, somewhere like 10 or 12%. It's really low for it to be a good card, right? Not, like, like, even if it, you know, your win rate is higher than 10%, it may be, like, an okay card for you, right? It just, it's, it's not going to be a better than average card in your deck, though, unless your win rate is, like, absurdly low. Alrighty. Uh, but, yeah, but you're definitely going to lose to it, because people will take it just because it's fun, right? Or, like... I don't know, maybe they have a deck that somehow really suits this. I don't know what cut deck would really suit this. It's not the thing. It's not even a synergy card or anything. Um, and then they'll play it, and it'll hit that 10% of the time, or 12% of the time. And again, 10 12% is not super, super low in terms of bad RNG. We all get killed by 0.1% RNG all the time, right? So if you're telling me 10% RNG, you lose. 
yeah, I'm going to lose to this card. More than once. I promise you that. Does not make it any better of a card than what we've discussed. All right. Well, this was interesting. So remember, guys, my evaluation is a D. It's a D. Okay, great. All right, next card. Next card. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you, you want me to... T- Man, it's been years. It's been literally years. Uh, we now have Sylvanas the Accused. Uh, Sylvanas has her typical stat line. Six mana, five, five. Battlecry, destroy an enemy minion. Mm. Uh, infuse seven. Take control of it instead. Mind control isn't dead. It's just <laughs> stuck on Sylvanas' Six body. Six mana now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's attached to Sylvanas' body. So look, even if you don't infuse it, right, uh, Sylvanas is just assassinate on a stick. Uh, really good, right? Like if you think mm-hmm. assassinate is fairly costed at four mana, which it is, right? Like that's quite good. Uh, you're getting a two mana f- uh, five five. That's amazing. And infuse seven is not the easiest, but man, if you can wait, Look, just wait. There's so many things that are good to take nowadays. This is the kind of swing that will outright win you the game, right? So it's a card in which uh, you can use it for its effect to just be like, oh, you know, I want like a good swing for the game. Uh, Or you can be like, no, I just win the game on the spot. And for that reason, its score is an S++. Now, it's better than an S+. Yes. So this is one that we agree with. And I believe your understanding of this is the same as mine. Yes. Uh, because the word immune is not here. The, the word immune is not here. So, yes, we think that this is an S++. Um, it's just really funny because after the previous discussion and, and now I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just talk about you know, <laughs> this card. It's amazing. This card should be 10 mana. Like, what? Why is this card 6 mana? I think Sylvanas is just going to be like this uh, six mana. Uh, I have no idea. I, it feels like they want to keep the, the flavor of Sylvanas. I, 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 I got no clue. Didn't they nerf Sylvanas? Or was it always six mana? They oh The, the original oh, Sylvanas. That was from the very, very beginning. Okay. They but, nerfed but they, Sylvanas. They nerfed like, it, right? Huh? Yeah, they, they nerfed, nerfed it, right? They nerfed it in like alpha or beta or like uh, like I that's see. what okay. I mean. In From beta. the very, okay. very beginning of the game. Yes, Sylvanas used to be cheaper. It used to be uh five mana, and then they nerfed mm-hmm. her to six mana, which didn't do shit, right? It was still amazing. Yeah. Um but but yes. That was the uh that was the nerf. Well, um yeah, like so cards on the table. This is one of the lowest S++ cards. You know, it's almost just an S+. So, don't 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 come at us for uh this not being as good as the best of Colossuses. The best of Colossuses are S++ three pluses. Triple triple S+. Um so it's not really on that level of busted win the game, but it is more busted than something like Caverns. Uh by by our estimates. Um so yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really matter at this point. 
Uh, like anything S and above, it just really doesn't matter. They're all cards that'll just win you the game. And if it doesn't, it's such an absurd like outlier that you don't even worry about it. All right. Wow. This this feels uh this this feels really like I'm I'm exhausted now from this because of our discussion of of the jailer like that that took me by surprise I think it took <laughs> everyone by surprise this is not planned by the way as in I'm I'm not sure nothing is planned all right none of our stuff is like a skit where we plan whatever right we're just talking. But, like, I don't know. I don't know how more people are not on my side with the Jailer being totally unplayable. I, I just, like, I mean, a lot of people think it's bad, right? I don't think we're, like, going out on a limb. Some people think it's good. Um, but I think most people think it's bad. Uh, but I don't know how more people don't think it's completely unplayable F-tier. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Anyways. Okay. Should we be moving on? Yeah, yeah, let's go to some class cards. So, like, you saw, right? Like, the neutral cards are... Like, the the legendaries are interesting, I guess, maybe. I don't know how interesting Solanus is. It's, like, mind control on the stick. Whoopee! The height of creativity here. Um, like, some rare cards that they print nowadays are more creative than that. And the, uh, uh, the non-legendaries are, like, flat-out boring. And they're not good. They're playable. Two of the three are playable, but they're not, they're not good. Um... So the class cards are going to fare a little better, but you see where we're starting with, right? Like, this is just not going to be one of those sets that you're, right. like, remembering and you're like, oh my god, this set. And and remember, like, bad cards can be bad in a multitude of ways. The Jailer being a bad card, whether you agree that it's, like, the F minus 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 that Adulta thinks it is, or just, just the D that I think it is, um, you will get beaten by it. Uh, sometimes and you'll just be like wow that was really freaking dumb um that was not interactive this is just really dumb uh and uh, that's the thing even bad cards uh especially Mm -hmm. bad cards i think can make you feel yeah they feel worse yeah they can make you feel really really bad so with sylvanas it's just like hey you got the nuts fine yeah you win i lose yes so look that's that's where we're at let's go to some class cards you want to introduce uh the first class cards we're talking about all right, let's do Demon Hunter first. Demon Hunter, all fell breaks loose. This is apparently a uh, common thing that happens in, in Law and Order scenarios. Uh, it is a five... Man, this is where you're going to get the puns. If you're wondering where the hell the puns were, they're all in the class cards. Uh, it's a five mana fell spell for Demon Hunters, and it is uh, summon a friendly demon that died this game. Infuse three demons can't just infuse three. But he's got to infuse three demons. Summon three instead. This this being the arena is probably those exact three demons you infuse those cards with because you're not getting that many demons. All right. So here, I think some people will be surprised at your score. What, what, what's, what's your score? Uh, a D? Okay. Like, do people think this is good or do they think this is totally unplayable? They think it's totally unplayable. So oh, I agreed okay. to a D because I you math this out, right? Yes. So, well, I mapped this out with the. Remember, remember, we don't know what the next rotation is. So, I mapped it out with my average expectation of demons in an average set across all the, like, you know, historical sets that involve demon hunters. Okay. We we, we can't possibly have mapped this out for the next rotation because we don't know what the sets are the next rotation. So, this card could be an F, it could be a C. If they put all the demons in, or, like, just really good demons. Like, one of the things that this card can do, right, 
is that it can just summon back the really, really big demon that you played, if that's the only demon that you played this game, right? And that is going to happen if you have very few demons, because there are really, really, really good big demons in Demon Hunter, always. Yeah, yeah. And otherwise, it's going to summon potentially a bunch of smaller demons, or it's going to be a real crap card, right? It's a D, it's not a good card. But I'm saying it's not undraftable. This is not the Jailer, okay? You can put this in your deck. It can, you know, you can, like, make it do stuff that can win you the game. You can make it do stuff. If you just need to spend five mana sometimes to summon back a three mana demon, that happens. We've all played, like, you know, six mana four fours in our games, and that was the right play, right? Like, you could play a five mana three three. Um, but, uh, but yeah. This is not mapped out by the next rotation. Nothing here is mapped out by the next rotation because we don't know what's in the next rotation. Okay. And I understand. Uh, I, I have heard that the rotation has been leaked, but I, I don't, like, I don't know. I, I, un, unless slash until Blizzard tells us exactly what it is, I will just go by we don't know what it is. Okay. But regardless, I'm just kind of, you know, throwing all the demons in, right? That demon hunters have. Uh, like, the, the, the map that's being done is basically assuming random sets are in. All right. Uh, but, okay. Uh, that's all fell breaks loose. Next is Sightless Magistrate. Sightless Magistrate is a common minion for demon hunter. It is a 4 mana 5-4. Which is uh, on curve and battle cry. Both players draw until they have five cards. Quite good, um, really good. So we rated it an A, uh, and I think you you can kind of see the uh, the potential to this in that if you're just playing it at at the beginning of the game, nobody really draws. That's fine. Um, this is whoa, something. Whoa. If you're playing at the beginning of the game, everybody still draws. Who the hell has five cards in their hand at the end of a turn in the beginning? I'll Some people four. definitely do. Um, so look, it, like at that point, the draw isn't like that. Um, sort of, it, it's not as beneficial to you as it could be. But you can mm -hmm. still optimize it. You can optimize your deck. This is a card that you can like kind of build around, frankly, um, because the draw is so like insane. Uh, they're just really pushing this for demon hunters a good amount mm -hmm. like oh yeah um shuffle stuff back into your deck discard stuff uh go fast and we'll reward you for doing it it didn't exactly work last expansion right in terms of yeah, for arena it was a little sketchy it was a little bit sketchy it didn't exactly work now we have even more support for it and if you have more support for it well there always comes a breaking point right and mm -hmm. cards that are just independently good, like this card, um, but also fall into this sort of like archetype in which you can get more stats by just shuffling uh, stuff into your deck, and then suddenly you know you reload with something like this. It could get really, really powerful. So I think it's just a really powerful independent card uh, that could push this sort of archetype uh, over the edge because it, it really didn't work last expansion. I wouldn't, okay, so I think you're exaggerating how much it didn't work in that I think it didn't work for the average player, but if you drafted an actual Demon Hunter deck like you should, um, it worked. I've gotten it to work like quite well. 
uh, because I'm drafting Demon Hunters aggressively with tempo like you're supposed to. Not like how most people draft every single type of deck, which is just pretending that you're going to keep trading and then playing your Ysera and winning the game. And if you don't draft the Ysera, you lose the game. Like, uh, it's just the difference between how most people play. You can't look at the stats for these kinds of cards because people are going to play them wrong. They're always going to play them wrong. It's not like some people are going to play them wrong, some are going to play them right. It's like the vast majority of people are going to play them wrong. Like literally, like more than 75% of players are going to play these cards wrong. They're going to draft with these cards wrong. They're going to play with these cards wrong. It's just all wrong and the stats are all messed up if you look at win rates. This is an absurdly good card. It's only being held back by the fact that you do need an archetype for this to be amazing. Otherwise, it's just kind of whatever. Um, but it's so amazing in that archetype. The difference between drawing until you have three cards and drawing until you have five cards is absurdly huge. One, because it's just more cards that you're potentially drawing. <laughs> that's, that's better. Uh, but two, because your cards are smaller, so you can put them out way faster than your opponent can. And that's giving your opponents more useless cards than you, even if you're drawing the same or similar number of cards. And three, you're triggering this way more often. Like, you're a demon hunter, right? You, you should have smaller mana cards and generally less card draw than other classes, if, if only to squeeze in your hero power. And, and if you don't, you're doing it wrong. So assuming you're doing it right, you're, you're already at a natural advantage. On top of that, like, on turn four, when you play this, you should be at an advantage or even with your opponent. And if you're even with your opponent, you're actually losing out because they get to use their card before you get to use your card on turn four, right? Yeah, but you're losing out only very tiny. Uh, for the most part, though, you should be one card down. By turn four, as a demon hunter, you should be one card down compared to your opponent. And if you can play another four drop and save this for later, you should be more or less emptying your hand. Like, just think of the penalty of, like, having one big card, right? Like, let's say you have a eight drop in your hand. If this is draw three, then you can only ever draw two more cards, and your opponent, let's say, draws none. But this is draw five, so instead of difference between drawing three and drawing five, it's the difference between drawing two and drawing four. Like, the ratios are just bigger than they seem with five rather than three. Um, it's just, it's a super good card. Um, I, I, I think in Arena, we were already past the breaking point in the last meta, of which cards... I'm trying to find out what the name of the weapon is that, that did this, that was really good. Uh, Magnifying Glaive. Uh, where cards like Magnifying Glaive and car, you know, combined with cards that were you know, always picks, like Bibliomite... Um, were, I think it was already creating a good archetype. And if you remember, Demon Hunters, uh, even pre-adjustment, were one of the okay classes. They were not, like, a terrible class. Uh, so they were already doing fun. It wasn't, like, super overpowered or anything. Like, when you play that kind of deck, even when you put it together, you weren't like, oh my god, I'm Freeze Mage. Uh, but you were doing quite well. This is going to really push over the deck. Possible offering bonus on a common class card. Like... This is huge for Demon Hunter. And this is one of the best cards, and the best non-legendary cards uh, in, in this entire set. But but it's only an A, which tells you how bad the other cards are. Only an A in 2022. Imagine. Yeah, like it's a class card, and it's an A. You're just kind of like shrug. Okay, this seems like a card that, you know, a class would have. Uh, anyway. Um... Uh, 
Last card in Demon Hunter is the legendary Prosecutor Maltronix. Prosecutor Maltronix is a 4 mana 2 6 demon. Uh, Battlecry, your opponent can only play their left and rightmost cards on the next turn. I'm say that again. Your <laughs> opponents can only play their left and rightmost cards on their next turn. So they're forced to only. Uh, why am I blanking on the key term? Outcast. Outcast, that's right. They're forced to only play the Outcast <laughs> double cards. Okay, so what was your impression of this? Because this is one that we had a discussion about. Yeah, yeah, we had a short discussion on this. So on curve, it's like RNG, right? Like, does your opponent have cards that they can play on their left and rightmost cards? Because they have more than two cards in their hand as you've played them for. Uh, so if, you know, the leftmost card is a five drop and the rightmost card is a six drop, they're going to spend their turn hero powering and unable to do anything else. Whereas they could have played perfectly on turn, on curve, and this card is absurd value and you win the game. Well, these days you don't win the game from that, but you, you know, you, you, you put yourself up on a very significant advantage. If you play it later on, your opponents can more or likely manipulate their deck. But you also do get a little bit of security, right? Like if you're up and you want to secure the victory, you've probably reduced your opponent's chance of playing the cards that they really want to in order to totally screw you over by like 50% at least, depending on how many cards they have on their hand. But your opponents can also manipulate things more. Like if their leftmost card is like a two mana card, maybe they don't want to play it, but who cares? They could play it to play their second leftmost card now, right? Which is the one they really want to play. So you've still kind of made them do something weird, but you haven't like fully stopped them. Um, and then like half the time, this card does nothing. Like literally nothing. Because your opponents were going to do all that anyway. And it's a 2-6 for 4 mana, which is terrible on curve. So it's all these things kind of mixed together in this one card. I think this is going to be real good. So look, we reached the score of B at the end, right? Mm -hmm. We we reached the, the score of B at the end. I I think this is like a B plus kind of a card. I, I, I think I really like this in that it can just close out again. Well, once again, I, I think you just see me liking cards that can really have an outsized effect, right? Like close them out, mm-hmm. just completely ruin their turn. Um, so I think that like I'm looking at all these scenarios, right? Because... <clears throat> What you can do is, for example, you drop this on turn four, and their turn four or turn five, you can potentially just lock them out, right? Period. Mm-hmm. Later on, it's much harder to lock them out, right? They will play yep. suboptimally, but suboptimally could be just a big opportunity for you because it could be a huge bomb that they want to play. So I like it a lot. Um People are mentioning Duster as well. Yep. I we think... rated this the same as a Duster. A Duster is rated a B, by the way. Yeah, so I think that a Duster effect is more consistent than this is, right? Like, yeah. this has I mean, a the effect variance. has to be better because a Duster is actually on curve. This is not actually on curve. This is a 2-6 at 4. A Duster is a 3-4 three, on 3. So yeah. we're rating them at all similar, that the Duster effect is less good than this effect. Yes. So, I think that um, for me, this would be like a B plus. We ended up at a B. I'm comfortable with that. 
but um, I, I I like what this does for me potentially. I'm like, okay, I just win the game a decent amount of time whenever I play it. And the later you play it, the more high risk it is in terms of like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not secure, you know, quote, securing the 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 advantage that I would probably get on turn four and turn five. Although this is like, you know, people are going to be mad, especially uh, certain streamers when they like top deck their their four drop or five drop, right? Um, yep. But I really like this card. I think it's great. I just like we're also always considering cards from the perspective of a seventy five percent win rate player. Um, so, you know, any card that like if you play it on four, you win the game is going to be better for worse players than for better players, if only because the better players can also win much higher with like yetis. Um, so I think this card does fall into that category where it's not that there's no skill to using it, especially later on, but there's so often where you just drop it on four. By the way, if you have this card, do you drop it on four? Oh yeah, hell yeah. Of course you drop it on four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I think so. Like, obviously, everybody. It doesn't matter how good of a player you are. It doesn't matter how well you're set up or not set up or whatever, right? Unless you have, like, a super combo that you're about to pull off on four for some reason. I don't know how you just lucked into a, a, the setup. Uh, you play this card on four, obviously. But, again, no skill, and then your opponent wins or loses based on... Uh, or, sorry, your opponent either loses or doesn't lose. They can never win <laughs> based on what order their cards happen to be in their hand. Um, so, I don't know. Your win rate is probably not 75%. And if your win rate is, let's say, 60% only, then this card is better for you than a B. Like, this card goes high. Um, and, and for that matter, Forensic Duster is better for you than a B. But this card is even more better than Forensic Duster would be better because this effect is better than Forensic Duster's effect. It's just on a body that's one stat below curve, whereas Forensic Duster is on curve. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Want to introduce the next card? Sure. Uh, this. Okay, so we're going to Hunter now, right? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Hunter. Yeah, we're going to Hunter uh, the next card is Motion Denied. Uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're getting into these puns, all right? The puns are happening. Uh, Motion Denied is a Hunter Secret, so that's two mana. Uh, it's a common secret. After your opponent plays three cards in a turn, deal six damage to the enemy hero. I'm sorry, guys. This is, this is going <laughs> to be an F. Um, you, can, you can play this in certain decks you can you can try you guys know what kind of decks i love even in those decks though um i'm it's not even like oh once they figure it out it's just hard for to like to have uh people play three cards in a turn until Mm -hmm. very much later on and then once they figure it out as in they don't need to take many extra steps to figure it out they just will figure it out uh do they really need to play three cards in a turn? Probably not. And you can, like, not get this damage for many, many, many turns slash just ever. don't get it, period. Yeah. You will usually get this damage never. So it's just about secret synergies potentially, um, potentially juking your opponents out while they play around a freezing trap or an explosive trap or whatever, and that gets you a little bit of an advantage. But that's not worth a card. It's not worth two mana. It's not even a bad card. It's a terrible undraftable card. All right, that's it. I think that's all we need to talk about. Yep. 
Next up is Shadehound. Shadehound is five mana. Rare card, beast. Even though it looks like a skeleton. Um, it is still a beast. It is a five mana, six five. So on curve. And it has the following abilities. If you, if you think this should be like a legendary card, it probably should. But it is a rare card. Okay, ability one. Whenever this attacks, give your other beasts plus two plus two. That means beasts on the board. I see a question in chat. Now, the infuse on this one is the second ability. Infuse three beasts. So you gotta have three beasts die. Gain rush. Now, if you gain rush, then you can instantly and guaranteed give your other beasts plus two plus two, right? Because your opponents won't have a chance to kill it before it gets a chance to attack. So that is Shade Down. All right. Uh, so what do we think about this? First of all, whenever I saw this at first, I was like, oh, um, this seems insane. And I was like, okay, it's just beasts. Like it, it has to, you know, it buffs beasts. It gets like buffed or infused by beasts. I do like the rush aspect to it, but the requirements mm -hmm. are like at first glance they just seem a little bit easier than they actually are because it, it's it's all beasts, right? So um, you can certainly get it. There are certainly decks in which because uh, hunters do have some very small beasts, whether and of course this is rotation dependent, whether it's alley cat, whether it's um, you know like the the links, like the the rush mm -hmm. cats. <laughs> uh, there are very, very small beasts, but you're not guaranteed to have them. Yep. And then when you have them, like, the rush is really nice, but you still have to have other beasts on the board to, in order to get the, the other ability. Like, it just, it can potentially go off and end the game, right? It can. It has that ability. Uh, but the percent chance of that triggering is not super high. So it looks like a totally busted card upon first glance. In the end, we want the B um, because it's percent chance of being absurdly busted is a little low because even if you just get the rush if you don't have other beasts to, to buff then it's still just like a really good card it's not like a totally busted card like a five mana six five rush like that's a really good card in this meta that's not an absurdly busted card and then you have to fuse three beasts just to get that um so it is it is a beat yep all right, I think that's enough. I was just so excited when I first saw this. I was like, oh, this thing is amazing. And then, of course, it's all the beast requirements, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you look at it more and you're like, oh, okay, it can be amazing sometimes. Last card in Hunter is Defense Attorney Nathanos. Uh, Defense Attorney Nathanos is a 6-mana 5-4 legendary. Remember, 6-mana 5-4, so far below curve. Battlecry, discover a friendly death rattle minion that died this game. Trigger and gain its death rattle. So you basically get its death rattle twice. And you get to discover a friendly death rattle minion that died this game. And I'll tell you right now that I don't care what rotation is coming in, you're probably not going to have more than three Death Rattle minions die. Probably not. In a, in a less than 50% of your games will that happen. No matter how many Death Rattle minions you, you stick into your deck. 
Because there's just not that many Death Rattle minions in this game, even though it seems like we see it everywhere. Um, so you're basically getting to just select your best one. And that means it depends on what your best one is, right? Like, have you played a Claw Machine? It is pretty damn good. If you've only played, like, you know, Death Rattles that, I don't know, do literally nothing or give you a 1-1 or something, then this is not that good of a card. Yep. All right. Yep. So oh, the rating is a C plus. C not plus. quite a B. C plus. I don't have much more to say about it. Um, yes, it will obviously depend on the rotation and uh, how good the death riders are, right? So people are talking about how good, like this would be with Stoneborn General. Yes, that 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 is a that's probably like the best one. Um, oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Chat says. So by the way, we're doing all of these cards like literally hours after uh, they've been revealed. So let's let's do, chat says it also draws you the card. Is that what this phrasing means? Oh, does are, it? Are you also drawing the minion? I did not know that. Of course it does. No, 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 no guys. Because it just says discover. No, no, no. Because it doesn't say you draw it. It says discover that minion in order to trigger it. Um, okay, now you but guys normally can... if you if you say like discover a beast, it assumes that you put it in your hand. So maybe this one does as well, like you would. Whoa, put it into your wait, hand wait, wait, wait! Well. So some people are saying no, it doesn't. Some people are saying yes, it does. We don't seem to have consensus here. Okay, people seem to say. Most people seem to say yes. It okay. Does. Um. Did, is it has it been confirmed, or are we just going by our reading of it, which you know could be could be. Okay. All right. So it does add the minion to your hand. Okay. Wow. I mean, that does make it better. I actually don't remember if I did it with the minion uh, in in uh, in my hand or not. Um, but I can do some pretty quick math and you know, figure this out. Right, yeah, yeah. So, guys, when we say draw, we don't mean here. literally draw, right? Discover yeah, is yeah, different yeah. We than mean draw. We, we mean just yeah, yeah. getting, we'll, we'll getting. put it into your hand. Yeah. Yes. Like getting. Oh, this card's absurd if you actually put it into your hand. I mean, obviously, because you're getting one more card that you get to select. Um, yeah, this card's bustedly good. I mean, as you would expect. Yeah. I think that, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so here, both of us were wrong in our understanding, but at least we were thinking the same thing. Okay, yeah. I I did not. Okay, well, okay. If that's true, it's an A. Are you cool with it being an A? Yeah, I'm cool with it being. Because <laughs> you just drew like a discovered another card to put into your hand on on top of it, not even a draw. Yes. Okay, we are shifting this into the A category. That's a low A. So don't get too excited. It's a very low. It's like the lowest A. But, but still I good. And then, of course, it depends it on the actual death, like, you know, the actual card, the death rattle that that uh, that it, you're sort of like uh, activating. So it, it is very dependent on that. So if it's something like a Stoneborn General, then yes, this is amazing, right? Game winningly good. Hold on. Maybe not an A. Maybe not an A. This is real time. You guys are seeing how the magic happens. There is no magic, by the way. 
this is you, you, you know how they say like uh you never want yeah to... okay not in not in it i'm like that's too high that's got to be too high for just drawing a card it's actually between a b and a b plus what do you want it what do we want to say b or b plus let's just say b i don't like rng cards wait so it's back at the same score no no no. it was a c plus it's now a b or b plus look at the b plus i don't know what do you want i don't know it literally is like on the line it's like 0.05 points on my very rough math Okay. All right. I don't really care. I just want to okay. move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just going to say a B. I don't know. Maybe it, like, we're just going to go with a B. Um, so it only gained half a step, but it's now the highest B, right? Like, we could, could easily be a B plus. Just in times when I'm debating between a plus or not a plus, we generally don't give the plus to limit the amount of pluses. All right. All right. Cool, cool, cool. See, we're all doing this all at the same time. We're all finding out these scores at the same time, all together. Look, all at right. least we avoided a uh, jailer situation, okay? At least we avoided that. I mean, I'm still upset that it's a D instead of an F, but I'm, I'm not fighting you on it. We can keep it as a D. Uh, okay. We are now at Druid... And the first card for Druid is Attorney at Maw. All right. Attorney at Maw is a two-mana common 1-3. Choose one, silence a minion, or give a minion immune this turn. Uh, this is a solid, solid uh, B-tier card. Um, okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Just so we're clear on this, does this mean you can remove Taunt by giving it immunity? I know you would rather silence it, but let's say you didn't want to silence it. Can you just give an opponent minion immunity, and then they will no longer have taunt that turn? Yes, but why wouldn't you silence it? I don't know, it's just a weird way of using immune, and that's why I'm saying how weird this term immune is. I mean, yeah. Like, maybe it has an ability, right? And the ability says, like, give your opponent five life each turn. And you're like, I want the ability to stay there, right? I don't know. You, you know Hearthstone can make weird cards, right? Like, the yeah, ability could okay. be positive for you, right? Okay, yeah. Like, like let's say let's say the ability is, like, deal two damage to everything on the board the next at the end of your turn or whatever. Just something you wanted to say, still stay on. Okay, all right, yeah, sure. So some people are saying an example of, like, maybe you turn the taunt into a 1-1 one, one first. Ah, yes, yes. Okay. Perfect. Sure. Yeah. But then if you were to silence it, it, w it would go back to, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Interesting. All right. But yeah, so this card can either silence a minion or give a minion immune this turn. And it doesn't specify friendly minion. So you can do it to, to your opponents as well. All righty. Uh, the next card we have... Wait, 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 we're not discussing this card? What? We're I'm not giving a score? Wait, I said the score. Oh, we gave Did a score? Not... Okay. I said it was okay. a B. Okay, so so it's a B. I think this card deserves some discussion, right? It's like we don't get silence cards that often anymore, um, especially a targeted silence card. So this is like, like you guys know Owl, right? Owl's a 2-1 for 3 mana. This is a 1-3 for 2 mana. This is like breaking Owl. This is like going back to how silence should be. 
and on top of that, it even has an alternate ability for when you're... So you're no longer just, like, holding a silence in your hand for no reason for the entire time. Like, immune in a turn could be very easily, like, add a 4-4 onto the board. Like, the same effect, right? And that's huge for, like, a 2-mana card that also puts a 1-3 on the board. So, this card is very good. Um, is is kind of what we're, we're trying to put out. It's, it's very good. It's not an on-curve card, for the most part, um, usually. But but it's it's very good otherwise. And that's why it's uh, it's at a B rating. Bs are better than the average card in your deck. They're not usually game winning or anything, but they help. Okay, that's it. Good. I was ready to move on, so I, we we should just move on. Okay. Next card. All right. Next card we have uh, incarceration. All right, incarceration is uh, oh that good old druid hard removal. It's it's never as hard as you want it to be. Okay, hard removal for druid is never as hard as you want it to be. Incarceration is a three mana rare spell. Choose a minion. It goes dormant for three turns, so you're not getting rid of it, but you know you're making it dormant. Three turns is a decent amount. You also you know you're not triggering its death rattle or anything. That's, that's mm-hmm. helpful. Uh, but, you know, kind of shades of, like, mulch, right? Or recycle, in which druids, they just they just don't have the same uh, same removal potential that other classes do. Yeah. Three turns is a lot. You can usually end the game in three turns. Yeah, um, it's a lot. So, but, we gave this a C. Yeah. It's just, if you're wondering, something like an assassinate or whatever is, I think, a B. Um, yeah. This is obviously worse than an assassinate. You would rather just kill something for one more mana. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's still good. Like, I don't know if people look at it and think, oh, it's just a three mana assassinate. Or if people look at it and go, oh, it's, you know, total crap. Because it, the minion's going to come back later anyway. Why would I spend three mana on a card to do that? I'm just losing a card. Um, but it's in between the two answers, right? Uh, it's actually a very well designed card. Uh, I, I I like it, um, but it does do like what I don't like about it is that it's in Druid because anytime Druid has hard removal, even hard removals with an asterisk, it kind of breaks something that Druids are just not supposed to do. And they've stopped printing Druid hard removals, and now they're back at it. Like just keep your classes with the weaknesses that they have. Right now, Druids not only have hard removal, they can also silence. Like they don't do any of that. Um, it's just they, they really wanted to to give druid these options uh this is the set that really opens up druid options and therefore like erases a bit of druid identity your identity in hearthstone is much more tied with what you can't do than what you can because most classes can do everything yep all righty uh let's go on to the last card um, and that is due process. <laughs> D-E-W. Due. Like the water. Great. For the rest of the game, players draw an extra card at the start of their turn. Alrighty. What's the score for this? It's an F. Um, I mean, not only do you lose a card because you have to play this and it's a card, but your opponent gets their card first. Yes. Like, What? <laughs> So this is this is a big fat F. This is like a giant fat F. I don't think much needs to be discussed here. 
Uh, I, I don't know what there is to talk about. I think you just look at this and you're like, okay, for at least for arena purposes, I have no idea for constructed, right? I, I, I got no clue. At least for arena purposes, this is uh, just poop, pure poop. Mm -hmm. Coast and chest, this card could be minus one mana and still be bad. Yeah, if it was a innervate with this ability in arena, it would still be a bad card. I take that minus one mana, not to mean a one mana card, but a literal negative one mana card that ramps you up a mana. Um, okay. So we're, we're, we're at mage now. Oh god, I got scared. Cause, so we're, we're using the, the Hearthstone website and they don't differentiate between the mini set and the main murder set. So I see all the cards and I got scared because I look over at mage and I saw Deathborn. And I was like, we're looking at now. Oh no, they're adding another Deathborn into the set. Fortunately, they are not. They're just printing Deathborn again. Like, every single set, they're like, hey, for you constructed people, this doesn't matter at all as long as we're in the same rotation. But for the arena people, we're just adding Deathborn to every single thing such that you always have Deathborn. You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> arena people. Okay. All right. First card, Contract Conjurer, common minion, six mana, six, six. Cost three less for each secret you control. So basically, you, you get back the mana cost of the secret. Um, that's great and all, but but you've got to have secrets. So it's a D plus, which puts it around you know somewhere between a river croc and a yeti. What's a six um, mana six six? Like vanilla D. It's a D, right? Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. This is better than a six mana six six vanilla. You know, I'll go further. What's a what's a Boderfist ogre? I think a Boderfist ogre is a D. This is oh, better actually, than a Boderfist yeah. ogre. I mean, and it is better than Boderfist ogre because it has like yeah. that combo potential. But yeah, yeah, it's not it's not good. Um, no, it's inconsistent. Now the thing is, will you lose to this card sometimes? Yes, of course you will. Right. Like, let's not confuse. Yeah, it's a zero mana six six. Yeah. You will always lose to a zero mana six six sometimes. Let's not confuse you losing to a card sometimes with its average goodness, um, because you definitely will lose to it sometimes. You will be frustrated, um, but if you're a good player, I don't think you'll be on average drafting this, especially not early on. You don't want to reach for this, right? Because then you need secrets. Mm -hmm. You like absolutely need secrets, and secrets are not good. So you will probably. Not probably. You will get beat by this card more often than you will draft it and make it be useful for you. Yep. And, uh, you know, how good this card is, obviously, also is determined by what secrets are in the next rotation. So, we don't know. Um, but just know that this card is never, no matter what secrets they put in. And, okay, to be totally honest, I would be very... Very surprised if the next set is another secret-friendly mage rotation. Because we're just coming out of a secret-friendly mage rotation. And there's not that many super-secret-friendly rotations. Um, so, I, I just I would think it wouldn't be that secret-friendly. But even if it is secret-friendly, this is still not a good card. You would rather have... Like, this will be a, one of the lower half of the cards in your deck. Even if you have a moderate secret deck. You have to have like a really tricked out, heavily specialized secret deck that you draft in arena, which happens. That's not like a you know impossible to draft archetype for mage when the when the rotation is good uh, is good for that at all. Uh, but unless you have that, like 
treat this card as like a filler. Like it's probably a six mana six six. Sometimes it's a three mana six six that you can't really ramp. Sometimes. Um, but yeah. Yep. All right. On to the next one. Yes. The next one. Rare mage card. Spell. Objection. Uh, I think okay. you kind of have to say it like that, right? It's like the Ace Attorney yes. way. Objection. Uh, and it has uh, the person, you know, on the uh, with behind a desk with the finger pointing, you know, at that angle. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is a three mana secret. Fitting objection, right? You're interrupting. And the secret is when your opponent plays a minion, counter it. Okay. I mean... We have counter spell, now we have counter minion, right? Yep. And counter minion is better than counter spell in arena. Yes. Not that counter spell was that great to begin with. So, mm-hmm. what's our score for this? It is a D plus. It is a D plus. It's not great. So, secrets are not good. Countering minions are not good. When your opponent expects you... And there's the thing. Between... The the mirror uh, mirror image or sorry mirror entity and the explosive runes and the whatever like usually when you're facing a mage your your standard procedure when they play a secret is to play a small minion first that's just your standard procedure you don't have to alter your gameplay style because this secret now exists and this is what you're going to do if you can regardless because those are popular secrets so you're gonna do the same thing. And if you have a small minion, your opponent just, like, loses, like, two mana, right? If you have a one-mana minion. Your opponent loses one mana if you have a two-mana minion. Um, and if only if you don't have, like, a three-mana minion or above, which is almost never the case. Right. Will this card ever get any Look, value? I think that one of the easiest ways to think about it is we've seen... Potion of Polymorph and also Mirror Entity, which are very yeah. similar, right? Like to yeah. this. H- how good do you think those cards are, right? Like, I-, I-, I think it's been established by now that, like, Mirror Entity is not a good card. Potion of yes. Polymorph is not a good card, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if those aren't good, then, I mean, this is also just, like, not good. Uh, people are bringing up um, Okani. I mean, Okani is yes. very... It's like yeah. Okani, but without a 1-mana 2-6 body yeah. <laughs> that is on curve, more or less. And without the option <laughs> to choose counter spell yes. or counter... And I understand, you remove Okani and it's not there, but, like, you know, once again... Uh... Okani's usually alive if you play it on turn 4. Um, but yeah, so what, what this uh, card has going for it is that it is a secret, and secrets are generally bad. So for a secret, it is pretty good. Um, someone in chat said this was the best secret ever printed. One of the best mage secrets ever printed, I'll give you that. That's <laughs> as far as I'm willing to go on that. And, and I'm not changing the score, so the real full sentence is, one of the best mage secrets ever printed is a D-plus card. Uh, mage secrets are just real bad, right? Mage secrets are just really bad. Um, there are some good secrets out there, but they're not really mage secrets. Um, like, we have some really good paladin secrets. Uh, we have some... Freezing Trap is your standard for best secrets yes. in Classic. Yeah, we have really good hunter secrets. Hunters 
typically have have like very solid uh, secrets and with freezing trap being like the the one that has stood the test of time right um mm-hmm. it it was good and it's probably like even better nowadays um than it used to be so yes mage secrets are pretty poop though yeah so someone chat asked how does it compare to explosive runes i think it's better i think it's clearly better because it'll counter fully the minions you don't get some of the face damage but that generally matters uh less um Oh, and it's I, also better than Mirror Entity. I I think a decent amount. Of you times. prefer you prefer the runes. Yeah, you you agree it's better than Mirror Entity, right? This, uh, yes. yeah, yeah, I do. I do. You'd rather remove the thing than. Copy I'd rather it. remove the thing than than copy it. But no, I I don't necessarily think that it is better than runes. It's it it's a decision point for me. You know, like it's a decision mm-hmm. point. But yeah. Yeah, I just hate how, like, runes, you can just place them with Divine Shield or something, and then it, like, just, you know, kind of eats up the rune. Um, uh, But you do get some extra face damage with runes that you don't with this most of the time. Uh, Runes also is vulnerable to, like, death rattles. Like, there's just so many things that runes is vulnerable to that this one kind of just gets out, right? Um, also, it counters the minion, so the battle cry doesn't even trigger. Like, I, I much prefer this than runes. Okay, sounds uh, good. Okay, um, so uh, that's that's the major. Like as you see, right? There's not, not not a lot of good cards coming in on mage. Uh, we did what hunter, demon hunter, and druid. They at least got a B card with uh, with demon hunter getting an A card. Uh, mage. Is going to get a B card. This next card is rated a B. It is Life Sentence, and it is a rare card. Four mana, remove a minion from the game. Hey, it's Better Assassinate. It is Better Assassinate. We rate this a B. Uh, so remember, this doesn't... It doesn't die. So stuff that brings stuff back after, it's, uh, after it has died, um, you can't do that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is just like a total... Is this the first time that we've seen a remove from the game? There was that legendary card that people keep citing. I think it was like Reno and it poofs things or whatever. I saw that in the comments. Uh, But pretty much. It it removes it from the game. It doesn't die. It can't be revived. It's not in the the mini graveyard that doesn't really exist, but also kind of exists that uh, Hearthstone has. Um, You could really just, for all real arena purposes, unless you're getting to like very specific situations, you could just think of it as uh, assassinate with a silence, right? Like the transform, which Mage has. It's a polymorph without the 1-1. Yeah, I think so. Um, It's a B. Um, Makes a lot of sense. Like, it's just just great removal. I love the fact that it doesn't uh, trigger any death rattles, which are pretty... I wouldn't say prevalent, but like minions are just getting more and more complicated. Yep. Okay. All right. That's mage. And, and again, normally at the end of each of the class, we'll talk about how this will change the class. But I'll, I'll just kind of say this right now: outside of that one demon hunter card, none of these cards are are going to change the class. There's just too few of them. We don't know what the next rotation is. Like, so we're not we're not delving into any of that. We're just evaluating the cards and how good they are. Okay, uh, are we moving on? Yeah, let's move on. What is the next card? Jury duty. You want to take this one? Sure. Paladin. Uh, let me go down. Jury duty is a three mana, 
common spell. Summon two Silverhand Recruits. Give your Silverhand Recruits plus one, plus one. Um, this is... What do we give this one? We gave it a C plus. It's pretty decent. Like, let's, let's look at what it does, right? If you even just play it on turn three, um, you're getting double two twos. Uh, which is exactly like your your card favorite card plot of sin just playing it on turn three right (laughs) (laughs) turn three plot of sin it's your favorite thing to do Um, but later on if you have more dudes on the board uh you you can give you know give them the plus one plus one um they're just giving a lot of like dude synergies these days and like opportunities to create dudes so the the buff for silverhand recruits is pretty applicable uh, and on turn five, you could also just do like tr- uh, triple two twos, right? Which is not the best thing, but hey, could be worse. So it's just a solid card, nice C plus card. Mm-hmm. Nope. All right. Do you want to get to the big one? No. Oh, yeah. Next, this is the number one non-legendary card in the entire set. It's a rare card, rare spell, Paladin, two mana reorder your deck from highest cost to lowest cost draw a card this card would be fine without drawing a card by the way that's how powerful this ability is we've seen it before what was the legendary i keep forgetting his name polkelt huh polkelt polkelt okay polkelt was the legendary that did it and they had to nerf it because it was too good it was like a yeti on curve and then they had to nerf it, so it's now 5 mana, 4, 5. But it had the same ability without the draw card part. Where it reorders your deck from the highest cost to the lowest cost. And before it came out, there were all these people, whether they were, you know, very good uh, players and analyzers or regular people who were like, I don't know about this card. You know, it'll screw up all my curve and blah, blah, blah. I don't know that you can play it on 4. It's like, maybe good, it's maybe bad, but it's not super amazing. And we were like, S-tier card! And we were right. It's an absurd card. It's had an absurd win rate ever since. Um, does, you don't have to be good. You don't have to be bad. Um, it, it just works for everybody. Uh, this card, you don't really want to play on turn two. It's not a four mana card. But it is the same idea. The same absurd goodness that you can play at any time now. Even more flexibility than the, uh, than the Yeti. So it is not a on-curve card. But it is a card. Maybe it is an on-curve card if you have Sire. (laughs) (laughs) If you have Sire, Uh, maybe you're just like, yeah, screw it. I'm going to draw it right now. I'm going to draw it right now so we can get this train started and get that 25 damage Sire uh, at a certain point. Uh, But yes, this is is just that good. I see some people surprised at, uh, at its score. Oh, you can't be surprised anymore. Poket exists. You guys all know already. The secret's out of the bag. We shouldn't get to be like, ha ha, we're like, you know, so smart about this that we can get this and, you know, all other people will get it wrong. We can't do that about this card. The card's out of the, the, card, the cat's out of the bag. Everybody should know this is an absurdly good card. We have seen the effect of Polkelt. And it is better today than it has ever been. Polkel is better today than it has ever been because this is something that I am 100% on board with. Um, Hearthstone Arena in 2022, you can still win the old-fashioned way, but players, infinite and non-infinite, have to more so rely on cards that just win you the game. These are typically Mm -hmm. big cards 
and how many times like do you have a deck that you're just like this is unbeatable as long as i draw my sire as long as i draw my ysera as long as i draw my thing yes this creates that amazing consistency for you right because if you already had the sire in your hand congrats you know you don't really give a shit about really anything if you didn't this draws it for you and it gives you all those other big things and big things in 2022 means huge battle cry huge initiative huge effect uh swing the game you you win the game um and a lot of times it's just sort of like well did i draw it in time there's no worries about that anymore you will draw it because you now know the order you can plan around it you always get that big card and as long as you just don't die uh, ahead of that time, you you 100% win. Yeah. Yeah, and even if you don't, like, have one of those big, like, Ysera cards uh, in your deck, you're still getting just absurd card advantage because you're drawing from the top. Like, instead of drawing the average card in your deck, the size of the cards that cost more is so much bigger yeah. than the average size of the... By the way, I thought we said the score. The People are saying we never said oh, the no, score. No, we might not have said the score. It is an um, A+. It is an A+. Plus. Yes. It is an A+. This is not an S-tier card. It does cost you two mana, and you're not doing anything with the two mana. You're just drawing a card. So it does slow you down a little, which means it is suffering from that thing that I absolutely hate, which is that it's an unplayable card for a large percentage of the game if you have it. Um, but uh, other than that, like this is one of those cards that you wait for because it wins you the game. Yep. And it wins you the game whether you have a good or bad deck. Right, the Ysera scenario wins you the game. The I don't have a Ysera scenario gives you a much higher chance of winning the game than if you didn't have this card because you've effectively spent two mana and drawn like six cards if the game goes on for like five more turns. Yep. All right. Uh, should we go on to the next one? Also, once again, just another pun like order in the court. Haha. Like they, I think the the dev team and and you know the the people in card creation they just did like a law and order marathon and they were like yeah this <laughs> like this let's do something like this um and then that's how how we got this set i'm i'm convinced of that anyways no. next card is next one class action lawyer um Let's just read the card first. Class, class Action Lawyer is 2 mana, 2, 3, Battlecry. If your deck has no neutral cards, set a minion stats to 1, 1. Uh, so this will never happen, essentially. <laughs> will this even be in the arena? They've typically taken out oh, cards yeah. like that. this, right? Like This may not be in the arena. They... I mean, they, they could change their stance, but they always take away uh, pure Paladin cards from Arena, um, which, I mean, like, y- you could still draft. Like, it's very draftable, right? Even with no effect. So I don't know what they're going to do with it, but um, we'll see. Yep. So as a River Croc, it is the lowest D+. Plus. Moving on. After Paladin comes Priest. Priest. The first card in Priest is Clear Conscience. Clear Conscience is a common holy spell for three mana. Give a friendly minion plus two plus three for three mana. And only you can target this with spells and hero powers. 
Um, we rated this one a C. Buffs are always good. This one's not a great buff, so it is not better than a C. Plus two plus three is less than what you would expect, which is like plus three plus three. The ability is not like the same as a attack stat. It is worse, but it is something. And uh, you know, it's a it's a C. Yeah, that's a that's a thing about it. Like the effect of it, where only you can target this with spells and hero powers. Um, it's nice, but you really do want more stats. Next up, Incriminating Psychic. Incriminating Psychic is a 4-mana... It's a common card. It is a dragon, FYI. It is a 4-mana 2-6 taunt. Death Rattle. Copy a random card from your opponent's hand. Okay. So... Yep, Incriminating Psychic, we gave it a B. It's nice like copying a random card from your opponent's hand and like you could copy something that's not as good but if they're if they've been keeping it for a while um and there's a decent chance you can get the one that they've been keeping for a while it might just be a a really good card it might just be a big bomb right something that they can't Mm -hmm. play so it's nice uh otherwise like a four mana two six taunt it also has a dragon tag very applicable sometimes right um, but otherwise, uh, it would be quite low because a four mana two six taunt, which is like a stegadon, is what like a yeah. D minus. Bad. It's like a D. No, it's like a D, D? maybe even D plus. Oh, okay, but it's not. It's, it's not that terrible. It's got a, you know, it's like a Sengen, right? It's like a bad Sengen. They, 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 they're fine. They're like a high D or a low D plus. Sure. Um, with a dragon tag, probably a high uh, a low D plus. Um, so this copying a random card from your opponent's hand, I, I like this way of doing it. I think it's uh, it's more interesting than the ones that are that you just get it immediately. Because it gives your opponent a chance to react, right? Like, you may not even be able to kill this off in one turn. It has six health. Like, if your opponent isn't acting on it, it may take you two turns to kill. Your opponent could dump their hand, and you will copy nothing, potentially. Or, your opponent can at least play their really good card, so that you will copy crap if you copy anything at all. So it is something that your opponent can act on. It's not anywhere near as good as if this were a battle cry. Uh, there's a big difference uh, there. Uh, but it's still like a, a very good ability, right? It's getting it almost for free, and you're most likely going to get a card. Yeah, you're most likely getting something. Okay. I think that's enough uh, about this card. Yep. Uh, last card is Theft Accusation. Is this the first one? This is the first one. We are going to get, uh, three Accusation cards in, uh, in this set. Uh, and we're going to start with Theft Accusation. Theft Accusation is a one-mana shadow spell. It is rare. Choose a minion. Destroy it after you play a card copied from the opponent. So it is a pure synergy card. This card does nothing unless you are able to copy cards from your opponent. So this is going to, the value of this card is going to really, really, really hinge on what other cards are in the set and we don't know what other cards are, uh, are in the rotation and we don't know what other cards are in the rotation. So, for the next meta, 
This card could actually be playable, or it could be F tier. Across all metas, this card would be a D plus, which is fairly high for a pure synergy card that does absolutely nothing unless you hit the synergy because it's a one mana hard removal. Yep. I think uh, D plus is accurate there. Like, did you do some like napkin math or rough math on like how many cards you have? Or like yeah. are able to steal. Okay, yeah. Napkin math. Yeah, sure. I just went went with that. I'm like, that seems about right. Yeah. Yeah. But again, depending on the specific rotation, this will be better than that or potentially much worse. Just depends on what's happening, what other cards you have. Uh, what what works in this card's favor is that uh, it's always going to come with uh, murder and. Uh, one of the best priest cards uh, in murder is uh, identity theft. True. And identity theft will get you two cards from your opponent. Yep. And that's not going anywhere. There will probably never be a rotation where Maul and Disorder is in and Murder and Athria is out. So. Yep. Well, because Maul and Disorder is just part of the set, right? They don't differentiate. Yes. Uh, like they sorry they differentiated for like the purposes of right now but afterwards like these mini sets just become part of the set true mm-hmm. yeah yeah yep. okay i think that's how they do it yes okay All right. so that is this card um just like don't don't think it's absolutely worthless just because it is worthless unless you have a synergy the synergies will probably be there and remember it's not like there's any conditions to the synergy once you use it, you just have these cards in your hands. The only condition is you can't play those cards until after you use the Theft Accusation. Or at least you can't play the last of those cards until you use uh, Theft Accusation. That's the only conditional. Um, otherwise, as long as you play that the, like Identity Theft at some point, you're like good to go with the Theft Accusation. Okay. You want to do the next one? Uh, sure. Let's see uh next we have murder accusation we are moving on to the next class uh murder accusation is a rogue card um it's a two mana spell choose a minion destroy it after another enemy minion dies so let's get this out of the way uh this is also a d plus I don't know what you guys think it is, but let's let's look at all of these scenarios that you have to fulfill. You have to be able to kill... Okay, first of all, there has to be more than one enemy minion on the board, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that, that's a big one. That's a big one. You have to be able to kill the other one immediately. And it can't be like an AoE that would sweep both of them up. So it's some sort of like single target removal. Um, I, I mean... If they had like a 1-1 on the board that you could dagger down and they had like an 8-8, wow, that's great, right? But it's just really awkward lots of the times. Um, You don't want to get caught in that situation in which they don't have another minion. You can't remove the second minion. Um, And then this is just like completely, completely useless. Uh, And then you just get chunked in the face and die. So I think D-plus is fair for the card it's just a little bit awkward to use when sometimes you really need it um but you will get a nice tempo swing out of it uh like if if you do choose to draft it sometimes yeah basically this is so conditional it's not worth the two mana 
it's by far not worth the two mana compared to assassinate. You'd rather just have an assassinate. Uh, it's just so much better than having the conditional of you needing to kill another enemy minion. In fact, if you play this card correctly, and remember, it's a D plus, right? It's like a croc, it's like a yeti. You're gonna pick it in your deck sometimes. It's not like a totally stay away from it uh, card. This is why I have a problem with the jailer being a D. Like, what, 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 you, you, you just stay away from that card. Um, but D pluses are definitely cards that you will see in your deck quite frequently, actually. Uh, you don't particularly like them. <laughs> like, no one's happy with the croc, but they're not sinking your deck. And Murder Accusation doesn't sink your deck. And the reason it doesn't sink your deck is not really that, oh, you will wait for a scenario where you can trade into one of your opponent's smaller minions, and then there's a big target that you really want to destroy, and you can use it. No, no, no. You're actually you're going to use it, if you're playing it correctly, quite a large percentage of times without triggering it. There's just going to be a big minion on the board. You're just going to play this card. Yeah, you're going to play it. And then you're going to play a bunch of other smaller minions or whatever. And then you're just going to let your opponent use that minion for a turn. It'll be like a bad corruption. Yeah, it's like the uh, Corrupting Mist, right? Whatever that card uh, is. Well, just Corruption, right? Yeah, the Corruption. single target one. Uh, which was one mana, and this one's two mana. Like, I'm not saying that this card is Corruption. This Corruption would not be, you know... Well, corruption might be rated here, but but this card is two mana, and it justifies it because you can use it. There are scenarios in which you can use it immediately, and it's really good, right? Whereas, uh, whereas Corruption doesn't have that ability at all. Um, but you are going to use it, not an infrequent amount of times, as a two mana Corruption. And... If you want to be drafting this card, just be very aware of when you have to do that. Because this card seems simple, but it's actually a very tough to play card. Because it's kind of bad. So the ability to kind of rescue the card and make it still useful instead of being a dead card in your hand is such a large part of this card's value. Yep. All right. Let's move on um and i see a lot of people are, are saying that they think it's better um what i think we punish cards for more is um removal in my opinion and this is reflected in our uh rankings of removals um it's the swing versus like when you need the 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 card to kind of go off right and also how important is it for you to remove as that class um i feel the urgency is definitely there for rogues because if you don't remove they just hit you in the face um and i feel as though uh for this card especially it's just like the the awkwardness i i think tips it over a little bit so if you're looking at the previous one theft accusation you're like well isn't that priest also has like other ways to remove you can wait a little bit longer um there are it's good also ways one to mana less. yeah it's one mana less there are good ways to steal you are going to steal as priest um identity theft is just one of the best cards right for priest so you're going to be drafting that a ton um so those things sort of like push it one way or the other the variance is going to be there for both of these cards, right? Mm -hmm. um, and for this one, yes, you can absolutely just put it on the minion. When I say you, you know, you, you can't do anything if there's only one minion. I mean, you can't remove it. Sure, you play it, right? It's it's corruption. Um, but yeah, like, what are your opponents going to do? Like, not play a minion on their next turn? Maybe, but very low chance that that's what yeah, they want to do. They'll play a minion, but then they get a use out of it, right? And yes. then you let them get a use out of it, while at the same time they 
you know, like you're delaying the removal of the minion. So mm. it's okay, but a more expensive corruption is not exactly what you're hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're hoping for the higher roll, but just know sometimes... It, you can also tell, right? Like, if you don't have removal cards in your hand and you don't have the board, you're not removing another minion. Like, you have to use this card to hope that it's a corruption. Like, it may not even be a corruption, right? You still have to kill another enemy minion at some point. Yep. Um, okay. Next card after Murder Accusation is Perjury. Perjury is a two-mana rogue spell. Uh, secret. The secret, this is the dumbest secret, but rogues have these kinds of dumb secrets. It's like, uh, like what do you call it? Um, uh, like the copying one, the, the, the one where you where you copy your opponent's stuff. Why am I blanking? Plagiarize? Plagiarize, yeah. This is like plagiarize, but it's a common secret, so you're going to see it a lot. Uh, secret, when your turn starts, discover and cast a secret from another class. So there's no trigger. There is no trigger here. This will always 100% trigger when your next turn starts. So you're just faking out your opponent for a turn. Where you're like, haha, I played a secret. But the secret has no trigger that actually interacts with your opponent. Yes. you. Nothing that they do. You actually just uh, play mind games with them for a little bit. Um, so Perjury is a C plus for us. Uh, this is just one of the themes um, that I was talking about at the beginning. It's a super annoying set. Um, this is a, a supremely annoying card. I hate the fact that this exists. I mean, depending on what the rotation is and what rogue secrets are in, um, mm -hmm. I hate the fact that this exists because you necessarily have to respect some secrets. For example... Um, if sudden betrayal is in yes. right sudden betrayal mm -hmm. i think is one of the big ones that sudden betrayal really affects how you play against rogues um that really sucks so they get a free turn of like you deciding what's the optimal way to uh play around sudden betrayal but other than that it's it's kind of like okay e even even if it didn't affect it well okay now they have another secret that you have to play around the next turn it's just exhausting like if you guys have been playing in this meta and are just tired of all the random secrets that are being thrown around because of that <laughs> two drop uh yeah like i i hate it too i don't like the fact that you can now basically play secrets from all classes as a different class and you just have all these weird interactions um not a fan definitely not a fan yep and this just bumps it up. Um, you you also like kind of like I mean you get you delay it a turn, but you ramp into a mage secret if you get one of the the better ones. Like mage secrets aren't good, but for two mana they're good. Um, so that's why this is a C plus. You'll see like we, we just rated one of the best mage secrets ever printed a D plus, right? Like without 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 that much comment. Um, and this one's a C plus. D plus and C plus are like a world apart in terms of usability. Uh, and so Perjury is you know actually quite good of a card. Assuming they put any secret any rogue secrets into this. It is less good if they don't put any rogue secrets into this rotation, which I don't think they'll do. Because uh, uh, this is still a uh, uh, a rogue secret set murder. Okay. Alrighty. 
Alright, finally, last row card, Scribbling Stenographer, rare card, minion, 6 mana, 4-4, four, four, rush, cost 1 less for each card you played this turn. Like, a 4 mana, 4-4 four, four rush should be like, uh, sorry, a 4-4 four, four rush should be like 4 mana, right? So you have to play 2 other cards this turn in order to play a 4 mana, 4-4 four, four rush. I, I, I mean, yeah, you might be able to, but like, you probably won't. And you're not getting that much of a discount, most likely. Even if you, you know, chain together a bunch of cards. And you gotta do it in the latish mid-game, just because of how many cards you'd have to play to get this to a playable cost. It's just, it's, it's a constructed card. It doesn't quite work for Arena. It's a D. Yep. I think that's fair. D-tier card. Alright. On to the next one. Yeah, uh, but, but I just want to make another comment on the other side. Like, for people who think this is totally unplayable, it's probably going to be 5 mana at the very least. Right? You can play one card and then play it for a 5 mana 4-4 four, four rush. And 5 mana 4-4 four, four rushes are not actually unplayable. It's okay. It's, it's, it's actually not okay. It's bad. But, like, bad is, <laughs> yes. bad is okay, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have bad cards in your hand, the deck. You know? Like, this is what I mean, right? You'd so much rather have that card than the Jailer. Clearly, right? It's not it's not really, like, a competition. We will see about the Jailer. We will see about the Jailer, okay? You you and the, the Jailer. Jeez. Alright, uh, okay. we're moving to Shaman now. So, yes. now we have Totemic Evidence. Uh, totemic evidence is a one mana common spell choose a basic totem and summon it if you infuse it with three totems summon all four instead wow you kill totems to get totems uh this is a d tier card i'm actually a little bit surprised it wasn't lower but you can tell me how how it is it is what it is I mean, there are totems to be killed. Like, totems exist, right? One of the better cards in Shaman, for whatever reason, I still don't know. I just know the win rates have come down, but it's still pretty high. And uh, that is that uh, whatever weapon for, for Shaman, the chisel. Uh, carving chisel. Is it a chisel? Yeah, the carving chisel. And that'll summon you three totems right there, right? No, <laughs> to infuse this card with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you just there's, there's enough totemy things going on that there's quite a decent amount of totem synergy actually. Yeah. And, and if you're just choosing a basic totem and summoning it, obviously it's not worth the mana. Right. People are also saying in chat, and I agree with this. There's been many times in which I'm like, man, I wish I had a heal totem here. Like, yeah. you know, a heal totem would just do so much work here. Or a taunt totem, right? Or How many times do you need to roll the taunt totem to not die? Um. That, that, that's, it's useful, right? Like, it's situationally useful. And it's a D. It's not like this is a good card. This is a bad card. It's a very bad card. This is where we rate the Jailer. That's how bad it is. Um, and uh, uh, the Infuse is going to happen more often than you think. And if you can summon four totems, that's super worth one mana. And if you can summon four totems and then combo it somehow, right? Like, there's, there's stuff that happens. Or it'll just be Infuse Fuel. Either way, it's... Like, four totems will have one of your totems be buffed immediately. Right, yeah, and you get a taunt like just from like it's it's the upside is there, and the downside is not super down. Downside is not super down. Yes. Okay. All right. 
Next, we go to Framester. We're at the rare card now. Rare card, Shaman, 3 mana, 3-3. Three, three. Uh, Framester has a battle cry that says, Shuffle 3 framed cards into the opponent's deck. When drawn, they overload for 2. So, okay. I'm going to tell you this now. I don't know if I did this right. I assume overload for 2 will expire after that turn. Or does it actually block it off for both turns? It just blocks it off for next turn, right? That's all Overload does. It means on the next turn after you draw it, you have two mana locked away. Yeah, is it for the turn in which you draw it? or No, because you Overload. Yeah, but... Okay. Like, that's how I did it. I don't think it matters that much if it's the turn you draw it or the turn after, but it would obviously you know, be a little bit better if it was the turn you draw it rather than the next turn. It's for their next turn. Okay, good. So it only affects them for one turn, and it's the turn after they draw it so they can plan for it. Good. So yeah, so this is a D. Like, it is not a good card. Um, it's not a terrible card. It's not an unplayable card, uh, but it is not a good card. It's 3 mana, 3-3. Three, three. Um, and that in itself is probably like a low D and this ability makes it like a high D it's just your percent chance of drawing one of three cards shuffled into your opponent's deck is actually not super high it's like kind of 50-50 it's lower than 50-50 actually Uh, and that if you do draw it then the turn after that they lose two mana which is probably later on in the game too when it matters less like eh you don't gotta tell chat that it's 50-50 they know that it's a 50-50 alright either it happens or it doesn't so you're just you're just telling them stuff they already know uh yeah it's just one of those things in which like you you shuffle it in they have to draw it and then it doesn't even take effect until next turn three mana three three suck yep Okay. All right. Uh, so I actually can't see. Just pull up the next two shaman cards. Like I'm, I'm using a site that actually doesn't have those. Oh, that the shaman card. Yeah. Okay. So the last shaman card is Torgas Custodian. It is a eight mana six ten battle cry for each enemy minion. Randomly gain Rush, Divine Shield, or Wind Fury, which means if they have three, then you get all three. Like, these kinds of gains are never duplicated. You won't get, like, rush, then rush, then rush, and then only have rush. Alright, so, what do we give this one? We gave this a, a C+. Plus. C plus. I like this card. I actually like this card. You are the hater here, okay? Yes. Um, by the way, this has changed in recent years. You are now the hater. I think you've just gone soft. Oh, shit. Wow. Uh, but... Okay. I'm, I'm doing this by the numbers. I'm, I'm the uh, stable one. So here's my view on it. Whenever you need it, it is amazing, right? Whenever you need it, it is amazing. And if you don't need it, well, I don't really care for Rush. I don't really need the Wind Fury. Divine Shield would be nice, but eh, you know? If, I, if I'm not killing something, the Divine Shield is probably not as necessary. Um... The opponent playing three min like if the game is close or something, them just having three minions is like that just happens a lot. So yes, if they have an empty board, you're not getting a good value out of it. But like if your opponent just has an empty board, you're you're doing pretty good. You're you're doing great. So 
I really like this. I really like this. I'm okay with where it is in the end, but this is one in which I will like, you know, put, put a flag onto here and just being like, okay. where I, it is in the end good. is your score. I went with your score on this. You talked well, me no, no, into no. your score. This I is had one, a lower no. and I thought you were right. Well, this is one in which I'm just like, all right, what do I think he'll accept here? Okay. Cause, cause like, I do like, it. I, I, it's not like, oh, I think this is S tier and like, th this is the, the score I'll go with. But, um, this is one that I'm going to just watch out for because I, I do yeah. like this one. Yeah. Yeah. So you talked me up, up, uh, from the, the numerical score on this because it's something that the numbers literally can't take into account with my crappy system. Um, we no longer have the algorithm and that is that when you need it, it is there. Right? When do you need Wind Fury Rush? You need it when you have a lot of things yep. to clear. What happens when you have a lot of things to clear? Well, then you get all of this, right? Yes. So, so that actually, um, you know, pushes the score up. And so I just went with your score. Uh, but this is the downside is that an eight mana six ten that does nothing is very bad. It is like a, a mid D or a low D, even maybe even a low D. It's super super bad. So it had a lot of stuff to do to climb up. And what's also bad is if your opponent has just one minion. Because Rush, Divine Shield, and Wind Fury are all super, super, super different. And when you get one instead of the one you want or need, like, there's so often that it's totally meaningless, right? Outside of the Divine Shield, which is always meaningful. Um, so it's not, like, if your opponent just has one minion out there, you're not just getting the average value of the three things that you can get. You're getting a much smaller value because it's RNG. Uh, now with two, your odds are good, but still, right? Let's say you need the rush and you get the Mind Shield and Wind Fury. Uh, GG, right? Like, um, not that eight mana six ten Divine Shield with Wind Fury is not a good card, but is it a C plus card? Maybe, maybe not. But now you see the problem, and I totally disagree with when Merp says. You're going to get three minions on your opponent's side, you know, at some point. I don't think so. There are so many games that go by where there is never three minions on my opponent's side. Um, it could take a long time for it to happen. Um, again, depends on the meta, right? Depends on the rotation. Um, but having your opponents have three cards on their side of the board is not an extremely common scenario. I do agree that it'll probably happen over the course of the game, but now you're dealing with a card that you play when your opponent allows you to play it. Yeah. And that's, it's just a balancing of the value, right? Like ultimately a C plus is still a very good card. It's like about the average card in your deck. Like it means that they've made a very well-designed and balanced card. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about the next one. We're, we're moving our way through. All right. We're moving and grooving. Next one is Warlock now. We are at Warlocks. Uh, this is Imposter. <laughs> imposter. Get it? It's it's an imp. We're going with the imp thing. We keep going with the imp thing. Two mana, one, one battle cry. Choose a friendly imp. Transform into a copy of it. This is also a demon, as if it matters. Big fat F. Okay. F's in chat for Imposter. Um, I don't know if this will make it into like the imp decks that Warlocks haven't constructed, but man, bad. Do not touch this thing. Yeah, imps are usually small to mid-size. <laughs> You're already spending two mana and you can only play it to copy an imp. 
and you'd only copy like half the imps, less than half the imps that exist in the game. Like it's the chance of triggering it is lower than you think. Of course, you could always high roll it and you know get your uh, mama out on the board and then be able to imposter the mama and then you're set. But this is one of those synergy cards that's very few high payoffs, but there are some low pay like uh, but it's an unplayable card so often. Okay. What is next? Next we have Arson Accusation. So this is a, this is another accusation card. Um, arson Accusation is two mana. Choose a minion. Destroy it after your hero takes damage. This is good. This is like very good. Uh, this is a B tier card. Uh, you just pair it with your hero power, right? Duh. Pretty pretty simple. Yeah, it's like it's assassinate. Yep. But you get to, like, use your hero power, too, and get a card, which is great. Um, you can also combo it with other stuff. Uh, Assassinate is, like, a, a low B. This one's probably, like, a high B. It's, like, a high B. B plus. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's, uh, it's... I mean, we don't fall into the... Because it's based on a numbers system, so we don't fall into the trap of saying, well, you know, Assassinate's a B. This one's definitely better than an Assassinate, so it has to be a B plus. It's not that much better than an assassinate, and B is quite a large range. Yeah. So it doesn't quite climb over into the B plus range, but it is it is very good. Yeah. Um, like I, I do agree that it's not like trivially better than assassinate. It is significantly it's better significantly than better, but there is still a range within there. Um, but it's it's very very good. Uh, people who are saying it's like an S, it's obviously not. S is only <laughs> saved for like the crazy shit, right? This isn't crazy. It's just. Cheap, effective removal, which always has its limits, right? Cheap, let, let, Cheaply and effectively removing one minion. Um, let, let me put it this way. A one-mana card that reads destroy a minion is not an S-tier card. We don't mess around with S-tier cards. S-tier cards are totally insane. Just because you've been desensitized to it because Blizzard keeps printing cards. Like, think of what S-tier cards do. They basically win the game when you play it. Is a one-mana hard removal winning the game when you play it? No. Not even close. Not even remotely close. Yep. Uh, that's the thing. Like, cards these days... Um, okay, so, for example... Uh, and if you guys are just looking at one-mana destroy minion... I mean, the light it burns is pretty much there, right? The light it burns is, is pretty much there in terms of... It can remove, like basically all of that stuff um and the light of burns is pretty far away in terms of effects than actual s tier cards right in terms of actual s tier cards because i mean the light of burns is not really a hard removal yeah yeah but like like it's it's got significant conditionals it's got conditionals but like i, I just want to stress that e even just removing something for a mana right um, you have to follow up on it. That's a problem with removals. It doesn't win you the game. It just helps you with your other tools to win the game or not lose the game, right? Like, you actually still need mm -hmm. something to win you the game after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as people are asking, what is an S-tier card? Uh, the standard that we always give is Caverns. I think that's a pretty good S-tier card. But the most recent one, Spirit Poacher, was S-tier. I'm avoiding anything that's S-plus tier. Uh, so yeah, Spirit Poacher. That was the only S. Oh no, there's a and mischievous imp. 
those are the two non-legendaries that were introduced in the murder set that are that we determined as S tier and uh, and is uh, is in the arena. Um, okay. Wild Spe- no, 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 guys, we're, we're not not mentioning Wild Spears because it's not an S. It's even higher. <laughs> it's, it's, it's higher it's, than it's an S. I'm trying higher. to draw a line there, right? I'm not just going to list the best card ever and say that's an S tier card. Yeah, like that's an S plus plus tier card. You guys saw, right? Sylvanas is S plus plus tier. Um, yep. Okay. Right. Next. Next up, we have uh, probably the the most complete pun. Uh, definitely the most well done pun in the mini set, which is chock full of puns. We have habeas corpses. It's funny because the original term habeas corpus actually also means body, but now it's mm-hmm. dead bodies, right? So habeas corpus is like, I think it literally translates to like present the body, um, and now it's present mm-hmm. the corpse. Discover a friendly minion to resurrect and give it rush. It dies at the end of turn. So, uh, we have this as a D. You have to discover a friendly minion. And it has rush, but, like, you're going to get some small stuff. You're not necessarily Mm going to get something big. It's inconsistent. You don't exactly know what's going to happen. Yeah, the thing can have death rattle, and you might be able to trigger that. But it's a D. Um, the inconsistency like really hurts it. And as Warlock, sometimes you just have really small stuff just uh, that uh, in the pool. So yeah, um, I that's that's just what I don't like about it. Yeah, like you, you can get screwed, not an insignificant percent of times. Um, and the only way to like really win from this is if you get a death rattle, and the odds just aren't stacked in your favor being able to do that. And it's three mana. Like, for three mana, what do you expect to do if you can be blocked by a taunt? You expect to be dealing, like, at least six damage, right? Like, how many of your minions have six attack? It's just, the the, the numbers really don't add up favorably for, for this card. Yeah. Wait, so people are saying you get the minion as well? No, you don't get the minion. What? Discover a friendly minion to resurrect. You don't it's not to discover resurrect. a friendly minion. And give a rush, it dies at the end of the turn. You do not, you did not get them. And this is not like the other card that we we're talking about. It doesn't say just discover a friendly minion, re- resurrect it, and give it a rush, it dies at the end of the turn. You do not get the minion in your hand here. There's no way. Huh. Yeah, because, yeah, that was no, 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 my no. understanding that no, you no, no, don't. No. There's no okay. way. Yeah. They wouldn't have worded it this way. The, the other one, I, I do see that because normally when you discover a card, it just says, like, discover a beast. It doesn't say discover a beast and put it in your hand. Right. This says discover a friendly minion to resurrect. To, to resurrect. resurrect. Right. Not, that is the purpose of your discovery. If, okay. It, yeah. There's a difference. Because if it said discover a friendly minion, period, and then it's like, you know, resurrect it mm-hmm. uh, and give it rush. Um might be different but like two resurrect See, here here's the thing with this set and why it's super confusing to understand the maw and disorder set you actually have to be a lawyer and look through all the context and all the the specific verbiage of the cards and it's very confusing and and all of us lay folks are just going to get it wrong sometimes. So that's, so the jailer part of you, the theme. Really, uh, you really you you didn't do your due diligence on the jailer. 
I, I I did not. I did not at all. I just thought that, you know, you could read it and understand it, but you could not. You definitely could not. They were using defined terms I didn't chase down. They were, you know, there was a lot of, a, a lot of things there. And I just kind of, you know, used bad assumptions, which is my fault. My fault. Okay. All right. So that's habeas uh, corpses. Uh, wins the award for best pun. I, I, I love it. I love it. Okay, now we're on to Warrior. Warrior. Um, so if you're keeping track, by the way, uh, pretty much the best card for every class so far has been a B, with the exception of A for Sightless Magistrate and Demon Hunter, uh, A plus for Order in the Court for Paladin, and only a C plus for Perjury in uh, Rogue and Torgas Custodian in, uh, in Shaman. Um, now we're going to get one more into these, like, didn't get a lot, uh, classes, which is Warrior. Um, so the cards are going to be bad and the best card is actually going to be a C plus. Spoiler alert, that's the last card. So first let's go through the bad cards. Uh, one mana, call to the stand, it's a spell. Your opponent summons a random minion from their hand. That is an F. Stop your dreams of making your opponent summon something with like a game-winning battle cry, and now it's just not whatever. It's just not it's usually not going to happen. You're you're probably going to get you're probably just going to gift your opponent some mana. Is what most likely is going to happen, and it's going to cost you a card. So it's just F, not not an arena card. Yep. All right. Uh, what is next? We have Mossworn Bailiff. Mossworn Bailiff is a 5-mana 4-4 taunt battlecry. If you have 4 or more armor, gain plus 4, plus 4. Um, we gave this one a D+. Plus. Yeah, that's it's, higher than I thought it was going to be. Um, and it just it's all going to depend on how much armor synergy there is. Because your hero power armoring to get to 4 is going to be an unlikely scenario. But there's a lot of armor synergies in Warrior. Um, so if you do it and your opponent leaves you with armor the next turn, or hell, if your opponent just leaves you with two armor the next turn and you have to throw in a hero power, that's still a 7-mana 8-8 taunt. Like, you just got to get a little bit of armor in there. Um, it's not a good card. It's a bad card. It's a D-plus card. But it's a card that sometimes works, right? Like, this is... Uh, yeah, I don't know what more there is to, to say about it. It's its score is going to depend a lot on what other draftable cards are in the are in the meta for, for Warrior and how much armor you're expected to gain from cards, not from your hero power. Alrighty. Uh we're on to the last one, right? This is the last yeah, one. Yeah, and we already I already spoiled it. It's gonna be a C plus card. Yep. We Weapons expert, rare, three mana three two. Battle cry. If you have a weapon equipped, give it plus one plus one. Otherwise, draw a weapon. Alright. Uh, this is good. I like this card. Um I don't you know, not knowing the rotation, you don't exactly know what weapons are going to be in. Um, but you kind of like always are able to use it right um the mm -hmm. bad thing is it is a three mana three two so you, you are losing quite a bit of stats uh, hearthstone in 2022 means this should have been like a three three but what At do least. i know should be a three four uh, i don't know about that <laughs> but yeah 
I don't know. Paladins can draw dragons uh, without losing any stats. All right. So I don't have much more to say about it, but I, I think a C plus is fair. Yeah. So I saw someone in chat who was like, "I'd rather use it to draw the weapon than get the plus one plus one." Um, unless you have a specific weapon you're targeting that's really really insanely good. No. 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 Get the plus one plus one if you can, because you can think of it this way. If the weapon you're going to get is something like a 4-2 weapon, which is like your quote-unquote average weapon, then what you're doing right now by buffing the weapon, even if you don't count the attack that you're buffing, is you're getting the tempo for one extra charge of your current weapon already without paying any mana for it. And you can think of that as, oh, the card that I'm drawing then would basically be a X mana for one charge. Weapon. So it would be a 4 mana for a 4-1 charge card. That would be the card that I'm drawing compared to just getting a free thing here. Like, it's usually not worth it unless you're being like, oh, well, my other weapon in my deck is a Gorehow. Or like, I have a 50% chance of a Gorehow, and that'll really change my whole game. So I'm not saying it's not the right choice to draw a weapon sometimes. But usually, if you just have normal-ish kind of weapons in your deck, you'd rather just get the tempo immediately, if you can. <sighs> all right so this is the end huh this is the end that is all the cards um i thought there was some good discussion but like we said in the beginning it's not a particularly good set it's a very annoying set i think people are going to be very frustrated at what some of the cards can do they're going to be frustrated by the variance um bad card doesn't mean that it can't win games right bad cars mm -hmm. a lot of the times bad just means it's inconsistent mm -hmm. uh which is not exactly what you want um uh as an infinite player but um they can win you the game they can also <laughs> lose you the game when you see it on the other side uh so i think that depending on the rotation i have no idea what the meta is going to be um, but if you see these cards, uh, a common theme is just annoyance. You're, you're, you're going to be super annoyed. Uh, yep, it's it's annoying. And we've added one more like S++ tier neutral legendary into the pool, which is never good. But they are, have been adjusting some of them down. So we're just waiting for Sylvanas to get adjusted down, yep. which is only a matter of time. It's too easy to use. It's too flexible. It's not skill-based, uh, or it's not very skill-based, at least. Um, that everyone's just gonna go bonkers with it, um, and that's it'll, it'll show up on the stats. So I'm not too worried about that card existing at a normal offering rate for long. Um, I think really, like the like if you're listening to this and trying to be a better player, some of these cards are draft dependent, and so it's hard to offer draft advice without having you know done reps in the draft for the rotation and without even knowing the rotation itself, but. This upcoming rotation, if I am going to make a prediction about how these these cards are going to affect it, because like I said from the very beginning, I don't think these cards are going to have a huge effect on the next rotation at all. They're just not good enough. Uh, but to the extent that they are affecting it, it'll be in the draft. It'll be, at what point does it make sense for me to go harder into this particular synergy? Or at what point do I like mitigate in this way? Um it's a lot of draft recognition that, that happens here with this set. The actual in-game applications is like, it happens or it don't, right? Like, it's just, it's not a, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't like the design of this set, which is a shame because uh, Murder Anathria has probably the best arena game design. Obviously, they're not designing the set for arena, but just by happenstance, it had one of the best arena-friendly designs that we have seen in a long time. Um, uh, this mini set, though, kind of goes in the other direction, right? Um, so hey, uh, look, I'm excited to see what the rotation is, and that'll affect what the meta is going to be much, much, much more, like more than ten times more than these cards that we just reviewed. Um, this is more to just familiarize yourself with these cards, so you don't get like you know uh, blindsided by their use against you or when they pop up in the uh, in the draft. Uh, but really, do some reps in the in the next uh, meta. The drafting will be big in the next meta, and it won't be as obvious as a normal draft like it will be a lot more going with where your deck takes you because some of these synergies are very powerful in the right decks some of these synergies are just okay in the right decks but that still makes it a viable choice over like potentially like crap cards um so yeah okay that's it. You guys can tell us what we got wrong. Uh, I certainly have cards that I'm going to be looking out for. I am so interested in the Jailer now. That was... I'm still <laughs> not recovered from that discussion. Oh, discussion. Okay. It's just kind of the most absurdly low win rate. Um, actually, you know what? I don't know about HS Replay, right? Because that's like, what, 55% or 60% win rate players? Um, like, Ysera has always one of the highest win rates on HS Replay. And, and we all know that that's, like, a below-average card for a good player. So, is, this card is going to be even more tilted than, uh, than, than Ysera in that aspect. I don't know. But it's just, it's going to, like, be terrible, right? Like, it's going to be either terrible or bad. And the, 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 uh, the stats won't really tell you much about it, is my point. Um, if the stats are like, this card is actually amazing, then okay, you know, maybe it's going to win you the game more than the 10%, 12% of the time that we've been assuming. But if the stats are just like, this is bad, but not like F tier terrible, no. This is bad for a 60% win rate player, then this is terrible for me. Like, that's that's what we're rating this as. Um, yeah. Um, if you don't know, uh, we have a bonus stream on Tuesday when the set releases. Um, so that'll be cool. Uh, I'll be streaming then. Murps will be streaming Wednesday as usual. And then I'll be streaming again on Friday in my usual stream time for uh, for the launch of this new set. So hopefully the meta is not like terrible. The other thing with the rotation is that you never know what the first week is going to be, right? There could be a 60% win rate class. We haven't seen that. Like, we've actually been absurdly lucky, I think, in terms of first week uh, metas in the last few first week metas. But you, know, you never know what happens when you do a rotation. Yep. All right. So thanks for sticking around. Hope you enjoyed the review. I'm, I'm sure, look, if nothing else, we will have interesting jailer discussions for weeks to come. Okay. Anything else you want to say? Nope. Nope. That's it. Um, until next week, this is Adwikta. This is Murps. Bye, guys. Enjoying the Light Forge? 
For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.